Ron and Fez show starts. Come on. Now! Let's get down to it, boppers. 
Hi, buddies. It's the Ron and Fez Show. School days are back. Yesterday, we packed up our bags. We winterized the cottage. And we're heading back. Uh, we stopped by the school. You're going to be in 7-4 this year. So, uh, homeroom is with Miss Pettitamange. Be there exactly 7.35. September, to me, is always the new year. Not January 1st. Early September, we're used to it from school. This is how you get your shit going. Get on top of it. And if things are going the way I think about it right now, looks like a new PD on this station. And uh, from what I understand, because there's been two meetings already, Mr. Fez Watley. And it's going to be exciting if that happens. A, and this is why I think it's going to uh, work out. A, Opie respects and fears him. Uh, B, he's got the Anthony connection from dating his sister. And then C, I think Fez is the one to get Jimmy out of his shell and get rid of this whole locked up thing and get him talking on the air again. So, September, everybody, get it done. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. College football started. Uh, Thursday night starts the new season as the Ravens go into uh, Denver. CBS is back on in New York, Chicago, L.A., Boston, and in some other towns. Things are happening again. It's rolling. It's pulsating. You can feel it. We are going to give out prizes today. It looks like a plethora of prizes to people signing up for our football pool. You've got until Thursday. You got to jump on this now. As people sign up, we're going to be handing out prizes. Fez texted me this last night. Yeah. I don't understand the contest. Okay. Play the song uh, that we have. No song yet. Okay. So there's not a lot of production to it. But run over, sign up right now. Go to the iBank, sign up for our football pool. Your chance to win. Now, I know we said goodbye to the interns on Friday. Yeah. But a very special guest. Someone has stopped back in today. It's Shelby. Oh! What's up, motherfucker? All right, that's Shelby, and you're here not as an intern. As a guest. As a guest. He's okay. a guest of ours. All right. I had to put him in this. He's a guest of ours. He's, he's just hanging out. It reminds me, though, like in school when that guy from last year came back in his, like, <laughs> marine blues, like... Got a couple more credits. Can't believe how small everyone looks. You know, and you're like, okay, I know. Changed the library up a little bit. Yeah, uh, I guess there's been some changes since you were gone. Uh, things still going on with you and Molly? Oh, yeah. Uh, hot and heavy. Who's your new friend that you have right now? That huge red thing on the end of your yeah, nose. Have you named it yet? Pissing me off <laughs> a lot. I don't know what it is. I think it's great that you're still at that age yeah. where you can get that huge red zit is on the end cyst? of your nose. <laughs> it's a sister. <laughs> Could be cancerous. I don't know. Don't start fucking saying that because uh, if we lose your nose after everything we've been through this year, 
I'm almost ready to start saying this. I'm ready to get 2013 out of here. I'll be glad to see 2013 in the rearview mirror. It's almost gone. You had a big uh, night last night. The big comedy roast took place, and that's as big as it gets in your business. It's a big night. All the stars of the comedy world come out. They come together, pretend that they're mean to each other, and then say how happy they are to be there. Mad love. And how much respect they do have for the person. Yeah. No hard so, feelings. Uh, we took the Indians down a peg last night. Obviously the gays and Jews. I did not get to see it till the morning. I watch it, and Aziz says, fast forwards. I was fast forwarding with people. But to me, not only was it the funniest thing in the night, maybe... Why I would consider this the last roast, that fucking bit that Andy Samberg did to him, and just about how stupid it is to be in a roast. <laughs> I'm like, this should fucking be sent right to the goddamn um, TV and radio museum. It was the funniest shit ever, because there's no such thing as a roast. No one hates each other. It's made up. A lot of people didn't like this bit, but I thought it was it went good because well. it went right back into their fucking yeah. faces. <laughs> I, that, that's one for the rubes. That's what would be known as in the wrestling uh, world as uh, a shoot bit. I was live chatting on the iBang last night with people. Um, I, it was. I don't. You, I haven't really paid attention to that many of the Comedy Central roasts, but when they do make nice at the very end. It kind of takes all the fun out of it. Well, fun, what's the fun? Well, that it's... we really think Jonah Hill is fat and fucking a loser. <laughs> He's a fucking rich, successful actor. That was not a uh, James Franco roast last night. That was a Jonah Hill roast. I would say there was more Jonah Hill jokes than there were Franco jokes. Yep. They really could just rerun it. As the as the uh, hill roast. So, but I want to thank everyone who was in the chat room participating last night. Had a great time. Everyone, not everyone. Tommy, you're on the Ron Fez show. Ronnie, I gotta say, I love the way Fez is uh, rebranding himself. He's got his regular voice there, and his new creepy pedophile voice called Shelby is amazing. It's Fezzy, man, big ups to you for the rebranding. It is, uh, well, it's September. It's important to get the new uh, brand going. By the way, artist of the day, Alabama Shakes. Big ups. Shaking it out. So, Fez, you're running the contest here today. What do we have to do to win, and what's the first big prize? Uh, what we're doing today, and we'll also have a, g a game coming up on the iBank. Let's just bolt into this and tell people how they can win their first prize. Well, start signing up. Go to the iBank. You can sign up for both pools, Pigskin, Pick'em, and Eliminator. And when you when we start a new page on ESPN where we're doing the pools, uh, if your name shows up at the top of the page, you are a winner. Okay. What's the first prize? Uh, the first prize is a league of their own signed by Miss Gina Davis. Oh, that's nice. That is nice. Classic. Classic Shelb. Classic Gina. All right, so right away, sign league of their own by big Gina Davis, the catcher of the league of their own team. 
she was real. She held that team together. I thought her sister did. I thought her sister was. She was a fucking hothead, man. I thought she put the eye in team. No, exactly. There's no eye in team, but there's an eye in time. So I get here when I want to. Uh, the game is not being played today. The other game, Fez. That is Gamaro. Gamaro, we're playing the other game. Today is this day where we're playing this game. Top of the page is the name of it. And that's why you heard the big top of the page uh, song. Uh, Charlie, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie B, uh, very sad news. Tommy Morrison, heavyweight champ. Uh, Rocky Five, my rings outside, passed away for undisclosed reasons. Yeah, he's been undisclosed sick for a long time, but he's not saying that he has that thing even now that he's dead. Yeah, up until the day he died, he was, nope, no, I don't have it. I don't have it. Got a bad cold. Yeah, I've just been losing weight because I'm on a new program. (laughs) Try to get back in the ring. Yeah. You saw Rocky Six? No. As a matter of fact, I have it. Oh, Rocky comes back. He's older. I can't wait till Rocky Nine. That's going to be my favorite when we finally put Rocky in the ground. Oh, I'll be so sad. Well, him and Mickey will be back together at last. In hell. <laughs> Why would Mickey go to hell? Because the way he acted. They put a, 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 put a nail in the glove. You should have seen me. It just kept punching me. Punching me. Poor bastard. Poor Mick. Oh, Rocky chasing down the street. All right, uh, Mick, by the way, was the original Penguin. And by that, I mean the penguin in the zoo. <laughs> Fucking man's old as shit. Yeah. I don't know. You think zoos go back as yeah. a long time? Yeah. Do they? Yeah. Hmm. We ought to head up to the Bronx Zoo now that the kids are back in school. And it's, the zoo is a lot less stabby, as I like to put it. <laughs> and that, bear, that fucking bear's dead. They put that guy down. The polar bear. Yeah, they had to. Good. It's probably for his best. I'd like to go there. I'd like to have that happen in front of the kids. Kids, here's how we put an animal down once it's turned bad. <laughs> fucking bust out a shotgun. <laughs> you never try to kill any animal with a shotgun like that. You want to get more of a brain shot than like gun shooter. Like it's fucking fight claw for fucking good fellas. Right, first shot goes mouth. right into his paw. Watch this. <laughs> They bring out like a tractor or something to haul that thing out of there, or like to just tie some ropes off, pull some curtains up. Why? What do you think they should be doing? Lighting them on fire in the middle of this fucking thing? (laughs) Now we do what we call bear burn off. Fuck, cremates it too. It's everything. Everything makes a lot fucking easier. (laughs) Why do they do it while he's still alive? (laughs) Just watch a big fireball run. (laughs) Fucking put him in a tiny cage and douse him in gasoline. Keeps jumping in the water. <laughs> That's fucked. <laughs> do you, uh, did they take you to the zoo when you were a kid? Yeah. Oh yeah. What's yeah, the they Bronx? Do that would be tights. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? <laughs> I'm they, just saying. Oh, they a fucking always... class trip. There was normal kids there. Now I'm a normal kid. What the fuck am I talking about? I just know they like to take those kids to the zoo a lot. <laughs> I fucking once. Also went to Hershey Park. That was awesome. I bet it was. Fuck. Clash trip was like, seriously, when you're a kid and they tell you we're going to put everybody on the bus yeah. and take you to someplace, uh, 
It's the same feeling you get now, like when you go to Europe. I mean, the excitement level is phenomenal. <laughs> Just fucking phenomenal nothing leading up to that. None of expectations. And your, <laughs> you and your friends are talking about it forever. This is something different, finally. Um, when we went up, we had to go into Philly to the zoo, and uh, we're like in second or third grade, and two of the kids saw a man masturbating in the car. <laughs> <laughs> And so they started to fucking uh, talk about a guy, uh, what they thought was peeing in the car next to him. And we were all trying to figure it out with the teacher, who was like an old lady teacher, just fucking freaking. And we were like, why would someone pee in a car? How could this even happen? And then we accused the kids of making it up. Oh, that definitely happened. I don't know. I like to tell people they made up their crimes. <laughs> the, when they're victims of crimes, I like to tell them that they just made it up out of nowhere. That must fuck with their heads. Um, well, that's great. You got to go to the zoo a lot, though. Hey, once or twice, yeah. yeah. Hershey Park. Uh, and then what they, they fucking teach you how to do just fucking small tasks. <laughs> oh, they didn't teach me fucking life coping skills. <laughs> Um, it seems nice, though. It was. Up on the uh, iBang 42 travel posters, this is how we're going to be redoing our office. It's happening, yeah. The whole 37th floor is getting recarpeted and repainted. Good. Sprucing this place up a little bit. Uh, what do you want to use right now for... Oh, I love the Trans-Australian Railway across Australia with the guy in a camel. I love that. Okay, that one's not going in. Oh, come on, because I like it. I like any of the ones that say TWA. Because just like I like Negro League uh, <laughs> shirts, I like any business that no longer exists. I always think that that's a cool thing. So I want to get like seven or eight of those posters. If you'd go over to the iBang uh, and help us pick out the posters for the office. And then what I want to do is once come up and visit you guys in the office. Should I wait? Wait, because it's going to be it's it's like a, a whole it's going to be a whole new look. So wait until it's in two weeks is when our, it gets done. So we have all this time to make sure this office looks spick and span. All right, let's not be racist. Let's I, just, I wasn't being. No. Just make it span. Okay. <laughs> That's all I want you to do is just span it. <laughs> all right. Oh man. Uh, Kevin and Houston, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, boys. Yeah. Hey, uh, traveling to San Diego for the uh, Texans Chargers Monday night game and never been to San Diego, Ronnie, and wanted to get your thoughts if you had any ideas on local spots to check out. I'm going to be there for about five days. So. Yeah, you got to go to the restaurant that the anchorman uh, went to where he played jazz flute. That fucking place is outrageous. San Diego's the shit. Do you still call it Sand Dog? Of course I do. Good. It's all. It's all. It's one of my bows being from Sand Dog. I didn't know that. Yeah, my criminal cousins lives there. I I definitely want the Miami poster, and I'm leaning towards the Walkie Key. Oh, I want the Pan Am Black Chick uh, poster too. Let's see the ones I know I don't want. I, I don't just, want Ireland. That looks depressing. <laughs> Those people, the guy's a nice fucking gun from the look of it. I don't want Mexico. That's too G-rated. 
Leaning towards the Europa one, though. Kind of like the big, um, the big ships coming in. I like the Chiefway going to Santa Fe. Guy's majestic. Yeah, it's gonna look great in the office if it makes it. Sunlight hits that. I I like the train one next to that though. And I definitely cool. don't want snow train. <laughs> sounds like a porn. Everything sounds like a porn to you. No, I'm just thinking snowball rain train. You know, I, I noticed that they're sending people to rehab for internet use. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, a, pl- a place, a hospital in Pennsylvania. Is became the first to have inpatient internet addiction specialists. Now, can you be addicted to, or you just like doing something? I think it's just a. Addi- it's a, it falls under sex addiction for pornography, pornography or video games. Whenever I've seen anything online about people being addicted to the internet, it's guys going playing World of Warcraft for you know fucking twenty hours a day and not going. Do you to play a little bit of video game every day though? No, I don't. I used to back in the mm. day. No, no more though. I think it'd be a little relaxing. Now I only play sports, video games, and I only play the sport in the season. So Thursday I start playing Madden. So two K thirteens retired. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, Madden! I have to get there for the PC. Oh, can't stand playing video games on the computer. Yeah, you have to buy a controller for it. It's fucking it's retarded. It's stupid. It really is stupid. You can't use your computer for too many things, too. You know what I mean? I don't want to be playing a game that an IM pops up. Bootlegging, porn, fucking Madden. Everybody wants to act. I don't think you can be addicted to a non-fucking alcohol or drug thing. You know, I think to be addicted, you need to be physically addicted, or else maybe it's just a thing that you like to do too much. That could be it for the video games, but I don't know, I, I've these documentaries I've seen where guys... Documentaries. Uh, now, there wasn't much rock, it was just about video games. It was Cockumentaries. <laughs> it was cocking it, but it was fucking clothed. Uh, disgusting. These video games have, like, goals, like, get to level whatever. And these guys, just that's all they do all day long, and they get to that level. I've been caught up like that, where I felt like I had to beat the game. Yeah, and it's just this grind, where they all they do is play fucking World of Warcraft. New World of Warcraft, like, uh, expansion pack comes out, and that's it. That's all they do. They take they don't go to work. They just fucking play World of Warcraft all Have you ever day long. beat a game and got to the end of it? It's a yeah. very empty feeling. Where <laughs> you it. think it would feel great. You have more of a, now what am I going to do? You feel like Alexander the Great, that you have no more worlds to conquer, and then you cry. I'm going to do myself. Fuck it. Or they have to just like do these stupid, pointless quests, like collect a bunch of rocks for something in those weird games where it seems like it just girl goes games, on you mean? forever. Yeah. Those girl games where people are like, I started a new cornfield, and you're like, mm, what to say to you? You know, I don't know what that means. They act like it's like real life after a while. Like I've got enough money right now that I can get an addition on my house. Oh. Like I don't know what to say. You, why don't you blow something up? Well, there are fucking. There's like entire like uh, internet cafes in like South Korea and China where guys are just fucking mining fake gold and then selling it online on eBay. It's that's their job. They just play fucking video games all day, like you know, fucking sixteen hours a day. To fucking just to sell fake gold to people online, so they can buy things in World of Warcraft or whatever. It sounds like what people would do in real life, <laughs> like sit at their computer, do stuff, and then try to make a transaction happen. It's not as bad as that Starcraft. That's like huge in South Korea and kind of in America, where people actually pay money to watch other people play video games. 
Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a TV channel in South Like Korea. if they're watching a sporting event. Dude, the rock stars for fucking playing World of Warcraft. Uh, Starcraft. I, I know that there is one thing where you build stuff. I don't know what it is. Minecraft. Okay, it might be Minecraft. I'm going to have to take your word on it. But I have nieces and nephew, and my brother-in-law is nervous about them because they go on YouTube to watch other people. Like to see what they built, yeah, and then they have like favorite people, yeah. So like, if you put yours up, these kids would become a Chris Stanley fan, and would be like, out of everybody, I think he's the baddest ass. <laughs> yeah, these they, there's just massive amounts of YouTube videos of what this person built a fucking football stadium with Minecraft. It's like giant; they're building giant, intricate cities. It takes them months and months to build these fucking things. It's like Legos, but in fucking video game form. And these people, people just are just fucking com- com- get completely obsessed with it. There's like a phone app that makes a shitload of money. It's crazy. It's retarded. There's something wrong with human beings now. There's something very, very wrong with us. It's great for people with Asperger's. They must go crazy for that. I mean, our main thing now is just pastime. It's just we are a country constantly on its pastime. Or we'll tur- turn it, find out a way to turn your pastime into somehow and make money. Everyone says that when no one does it. They just turn their pastime in a way of having a longer pastime. Think it's really going to hit soon. You know it's not. <laughs> but seriously, I have all these fucking YouTube videos. You're getting fucking a massive amount of hits. Hey, Captain Jack, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey. So I don't remember the name of the game, but I had a friend uh, that played it. Uh, the original Nintendo had a game where it was basically the it was life management. So you were like a poker and you had a girlfriend and you had to spend a certain amount of time making money and a certain amount of time paying attention to your girlfriend and if you screwed up you'd lose your job or your girlfriend would break up with you. That the Sims? It was terrible. Um, I remember the name Sims. I never played it though. But you know one thing I did play when it came out? I think it was like Roller Coaster Roller Coaster Tycoon. Yeah. That's why the guy did the Sims. I played it for a while. Thought... This is going to prove that I could really run a good amusement park and people will respect me. But then there started to be accidents. Oh, no. And I think the shithouse backed up. I wasn't paying enough attention to it. People aren't going to go to your fucking roller coaster park if they can't Well, yeah, shit. it started to be stressful like work where you're like, I can't. The fucking lines are going crazy. And now people are leaving the park and they're unhappy. And then once there was an accident, they're like, I can't. I can't be in this business. People are being hurt. Um, here is uh, Marshall. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, buddies? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm addicted to you guys every day. But uh, no, uh, for me, it's Call of Duty and uh, Battlefield. I just I shoot motherfuckers all day long. I just love it. Why don't you just join the military? Ugh, I don't want to really do it. And I don't have anything against Syrians or Middle Easterners or whatever. Right now, I'm working very heavily with both parties uh, in Syria and what? trying to figure out a way that matters to everybody. I'm working with Republicans and Democrats. Holy shit. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. You're going to uh, fucking bring this all together? Yeah. Israel shot some goddamn missiles today into the Mediterranean, just yeah. fucking around, just yelling out, this is what we do. Yeah, they're just, you know, having a good time. It was just a coincidence. <laughs> you know, a reminder. We're throwing the football around and hit the button. What are we going to do about it? Uh, do you think we're going to take the shots at Syria, yes or no? No. 
We're not. We're not fucking. We're not lighting them up. What do you think? Maybe like secret drone strikes. Like in. Well, that would be it. Yeah. Secret <laughs> drone strikes would be part of it. I hope not. No, this Congress will pass it, and we'll we'll shoot the missiles right in there. I'm I'm leaning with Fez on this one, because who wants to say no to it? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's much easier to be the guy who said uh, Obama fucked up, but now that it's back where each one of those guys has to vote, you never want to look pussy. I think I think they're gonna. I think Congress is gonna feel that America doesn't want to. We don't. Yeah. So, but here's the thing: in three years from now, when this guy blows up a fucking train or something, you're like, "Oh yeah, I didn't vote for it." You're right. I know. No one, no one's electing me. That's the thing that they're going to worry about. There's less chance, long term, that people will get pissed at them, is if they shoot than if they don't. And with the British Parliament voting it down, that they don't P-funk. want to look British. Well, that part I don't know if I agree with. I think it just really has to do with their own thing of getting reelected. It's it's a very strange thing with the American people of not uh, of wanting everything. They want safety and freedom, and they want hindsight. And now this fucking makes every person in Congress feel the Obama sweat. Oh, they're shaking their pants. They are fucking losing it. Um, right, you brought up the Koreans. Yeah. Uh, they found out that a, a giant amount of fans of K-pop, the Korean pop, yeah, are middle-aged creeps. <laughs> Just fucking dudes. I think they use the name in Korean means uncle fans. <laughs> show up at the signings. Show up at the concerts. And just sit there. Why the children are enjoying their K-pop? That's fucking creepy, man. I mean, I thought. I guess there's girl groups, but K-pop is mostly like young dudes, like young Korean dudes. It's yes. fact. They're fact. Oh God! Yes. All right. So they're look looking for a certain type. Yeah. Oh boy, those guys are hairless. That's what they're after. <laughs> <laughs> they're after anime. They 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 want real life anime. Well, this will give it to them. Oh my God, that's creepy. K-pop could be your new nickname on the show if you wanted Hicks. I don't. I don't want the fucking K-pop moniker. Just say I want it, and you got it. I don't want it. Throw that over my way. I'll take it. All right, K-pop <laughs> uh, is sitting in with us today. Nice, Chris Stanley here. Fez running this big game show that's uh, just smoking it this morning. Uh, your chance to get in, sign up for our football pool. And win, 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 win. Be a baller. Now, I sent something to uh, Ba over the weekend to say how many times did I have to tell you Tebow was being cut. I told you time and time again. Ba said back to me, this is right up there with 9-11 and the space shuttle blowing up. And then he says, my prediction is, he never plays in the NFL again. I'm staring at this email because this kid brought up Tebow every day. His first day on the air, he brought up fucking Tebow. And every sports report since. And then when Tebow finally gets cut, he acts like no one gives a shit. And this guy's a loser who's not going to play again. 
Maybe Bob was totally insane and we didn't even realize it. And like, the, like he was very friendly and outgoing, but that was just a sociopathic front. There is a certain personality that likes to follow the herd. You know what I mean? So if they hear enough of something being said, they just say it. And then when you question them on that, they have no real response because the opinion isn't theirs. It's groupthink. And because T-Bow, like right now, the latest, if you know if somebody is not a sports fan, is if the name Johnny Football comes up in their thing yeah. two or three times. Uh, ESPN went crazy on Johnny Football as if he was destroying sport itself on Saturday night. By, by Monday morning, they were back to being chill again. And saying it was no big deal. But his taunting on Saturday had them acting like he was bringing down uh, college athletics in this country. I was never happier to see such stupid fucking shit in my entire life. I am now a Johnny Football fan forever. Just for just coming off the fucking... You've always been a Johnny Football fan. But now, like, for real, though. Like, fucking before, it was just for the shenanigans. But now, for coming in there after that fucking suspension and just throwing it in everyone's face, doing that fucking make money the, insignia. The Allen Iverson arm uh, is enough for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the other funny thing about it, there wasn't a lot of smoke on that fucking ball. A lot of those balls looked... Uh, at best, lower fucking echelon. Well, he was just coming off, you know, he was off the first half. But he also seems very small for a quarterback. They claim he's 6'1", but it looks like everyone towers over him. Maybe his O-line is just fucking darkly gigantic, which they should be. Yeah, giant football's the man. And throwing it in everyone's face, it's great. Well, he's a taunter. Yeah, that's good. So they were bringing it up today. Our guy's going to start and target him because of his taunting. Well, he is. They're bringing it up specifically. Alabama wants to kill this fucking kid. Good. Well, he's a fucking quarterback. Everyone should be fucking targeting him, regardless. To fucking sack the motherfucker. But I mean, target him to put him out of the game. <sighs> that ain't gonna happen. They're not gonna fucking end his career. I mean, I mean, on purpose. I don't think there's gonna be some sort of fucking bounty gate esque thing where they're fu- everyone's saying, "Listen, we gotta fucking take out football." You know, the other part of it is you just never know who's going to be able to play in the league. Look at fucking Tebow had one uh, Heisman in college. Out. Matt Leinard was just with Buffalo for another cup of coffee. He's out. Being a big college football uh, quarterback doesn't mean you'll make the transition. Some guys do seamlessly, and other guys just hit the wall. Hey, Brady Quinn. He um, He's now a Jet. Third string. Fourth string right now, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The behind Sims. He's <laughs> a... Sanchez, fucking Gino Smith, Sims, Brady Quinn. They are carrying four quarterbacks. I don't know whether they will be by this weekend, <laughs> but as of right now, they have four fucking quarterbacks. Fucking hodgepodge. With Gino starting this thing. Oh, it's going to be great to watch them just fucking fall the fuck apart. Just see how bad it got. Sims had to go, wait, you really needed another guy? Come on. Here? I did that that bad preseason? We're not going to win eight games. You guys know that, right? I can throw it up. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you believe in me? I'll show you. Uh, Here's Sean, Alabama. You're on the Run and Fest show. 
Hey, Ronnie. I believe they're, they're going to do Manziel like they did um, Colt McCoy in that championship game a few years ago. Knock him right out of the game, first quarter. They're like a bunch of mad dogs this year. When's that game? This weekend. All right, I am watching college football this weekend, and I will be locked in. And you were promising, Sean, they knock him out of the game? Well, I think actually Alabama's off this weekend, so they're going to rest up. Then they're going to get him the next week. All right, so two weeks from now. Two weeks from now. It's over, dude. All right. If that doesn't happen, Sean, it's... Then the tide is the worst team that's ever has ever been. They are anyway, regardless. Bunch of scumbags. Is it regardless or irregardless? I think it's regardless. Well, you know they call Alabama the Crimson Tide, but they call me Deacon Blues. Deacon Blues. <laughs> it's a fast siphon. It's busy work because nothing ever actually goes up, but. <laughs> Here's Joe in Houston. You're on the run of Fed Show. Hello, Ron? Yeah. Hey, it's Joe Houston. Hey, I was calling you about uh, Johnny Football if you'd like a little background. Uh, by the way, I found a show a year and a half ago, man. My day's not the same without it. It's very kind but, of you, uh, sir. Uh, you ready? Yeah. Johnny, Johnny never lost a football game until he lost to Florida his first game as a college quarterback. He was 72-0 and as a starter all the way through uh, Pop Warner, junior high, and high school. He did play at a lower level of uh, a lower tier in Texas, but he never lost a football game. His, his grandfather was a sparring partner of Jack Dempsey. And bought 400 bucks from uh, Dempsey to Wildcat his first oil well in East Texas, and he hit. And that family comes from old, old oil money. And he's, Johnny Football's a different town. He's got cash. And he comes from money, man. He doesn't care, dude. That's kind of interesting because it's very rare. For a really rich kid to do anything besides rowing, you know what I mean? Like there is no there is no reason for them to have drive to want to make it in sport. They'd rather relax next to their pool. Yeah, they got none. I mean, you know, for a easy fucking fun life, they have none to work for. How much do you think Johnny Football's dad's worth? I'll say seventy five million dollars. That's all. I would think so. Some fucking wildcat. Must be the smallest one in Texas. Okay, let's all look it up. Okay. I had to find the father's name. Hmm. No, Old Manzel. Yeah. Find out how much, what kind of fucking money he's looking at. All right. Slowly but surely. I'm finding it. All right, it is the Ron and Fez show. Today, 
Uh, we give out a prize for the weekender, too. That's coming up in just a little bit. Congratulations to our friend Kate Upton, uh, model of the year. She wins, which they will give her award as she starts off Fashion Week in New York City. Wow. Nothing can go bad for her. No. She meets Kokomo Joe, and then this happens. All right, so the father, they don't publicly say how much they're worth. Yeah. But in 1940, uh, they were worth $43 million in today. So they have to, yeah, it's it has to be fucking easy, $100 million, $200 million. You told me 75 I was way fucking off. That was just ballpark guess. I thought guess. so. I was a ballpark guess. All right, Phil is telling us that you're talking shit. Phil, what do you got for me, buddy? There's a story you got to read the San Antonio Express. The money's all gone. The grandfather did fight and do that, did strike it rich. But then he got indicted in some sort of murder for hire thing. And then, then the father got indicted on drug charges. They're just a bunch of fuck ups, the whole family. You got to read the story. I can't even make it up. So, where's yeah, the story so at? I think it's, it's called the San Antonio Express. It's whatever the local newspaper is in San Antonio. They go through the whole timeline of the money and all these crazy things and arrests and all sorts of crazy stuff associated with the family. You can pull it up and read it. It's, it's just one nutty, shitty family. I'm sorry, what did you say? Just a nutty, shitty family. It's crazy. I mean, you, the, the grandfather, yes, did strike it rich, and then the money got spread around, and then he lost it all, and just a big mess. So when you read about it, you can understand... All right, so Johnny like does need to get fucking paid. Pull that article up, San Antonio. Oh, I'm not going to fucking pull the article. I don't want to feel like hearing the typing keyboard again. You could see Manziel like getting in trouble during some frat party or something where he kills a girl. Yeah, or even some just kid talking shit to him, and then they try to pawn it off on some red shirt. Freshman. Right. Somebody else is supposed to take the fucking heat, and he finally breaks down and starts screaming. It wasn't me, see. It was Manziel. That's right, Johnny Football. He's the real killer. Yeah, I don't think that we will be satisfied till we turn this fucking big, thick-headed kid into Lindsay Lohan. He already is. He is the fucking Lindsay Lohan in the sports world. God knows if he's going to make it in the NFL. They just want to. You think of more over Lamar Odom, who's constantly the Lindsay Lohan story, who he smoked crack with. Where he fucked up. How come he can't drive and drink at the same time? Look, the fucking guy likes to have a couple cocktails. Uh, Jarrett, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, hi. You guys are talking about the Johnny Menzel. So? Desmond did a story like two weeks ago. They did an article, How the Family Has No Money Left. All right, that's... I'm glad that it's out there. He start calling himself Johnny Rockets and then getting in touch with that restaurant, doing some commercial deals. Are they still around? Because the one in my neighborhood shut down. <laughs> I think there's one still on. And like... that was a Johnny Rockets that had a beer room. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's you awesome. You can go upstairs and drink beer. I love that fucking aspect. There's one, I think, over on like 56th Street and like 3rd Avenue. See? He's, he, he, I'm he, pretty he, sure he, there isn't. The one in the oh, village yeah, yeah, is yeah, gone. You're right. There was one over there. Uh, the village one is gone? That's gone. The one on the east side is gone. He could be leasing an infinity by the end of the year. <laughs> All right, the chain looks like it's still doing well. They still got the website's still up. That's positive. Oh, Nick. my God. Johnny fucking Rockets t-shirt for 11 bucks. 
Eleven, twelve ninety-five for an apron. Well, I'm gonna get the apron. It's not I'm market gonna... price. <laughs> I'm gonna go the extra buck fifty and get an apron. <laughs> you stoked for football this year? I'm juiced up. I'm fucking pretty goddamn excited. On top of that, well, there's no fantasy this year, so I think I might not have violent mood swings on Sunday. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> because last year, I, I, I believe I ended up dead last in the league. Uh, it was just deep What about when you took over my undefeated team and took them into the fucking shitter very quick? <laughs> Who did you end up losing in the playoffs to? Mikey? Uh, yeah, Mikey, yeah. That fucking bum? I had him fucking clocked the whole season. If fucking Colin Kaepernick would have thrown one more fucking touchdown, everything would have been fine for us. Us? Us, right? You didn't drag me down with you. I fucking sold the team. <laughs> you act like I was co-fucking managing with you. I was not. Should have picked Russell Wilson over Kaepernick. That was my fault, all right? That was my GM decision. But see, I don't have to worry about any of that now. Now I can just, I don't have to watch Red Zone. I got CBS back. I can just watch fucking football and enjoy it. Why not play the way I do, where the other team won't start anybody against you? They just leave a lot of fucking blank spaces. I don't want to win. Gotta do it. Our contest going crazy today, huh? Oh, yeah. Exciting. Just blowing up. Head on over to the iBang. And sign up for the Eliminator, and of course, the straight up pick 'em. Straight up pick 'em. Your chance to win. AP signed football. Ray Rice signed football. I wish we would have had Ray Rice sign AP's football. Oh, that would have been fucking crazy. And I have a winner to announce on the top of page 29 on the Eliminator Challenge. Mr. Brother Anth. Brother Anth. Gets a copy of. Of their own side by Miss Virginia Davis. What's the next prize? The next prize is the book signed by comedian John Hodgman, Areas of My Expertise. It's fucking prize time up in this motherfucker today. Sign up, we're giving out prizes. And you have to, all right, I'll put, put this note. Check your ESPN mail. You're signing up through ESPN, so they give you, they let you get messages. That's how I will contact you for any prize winners. Check your ESPN. Are you talking to me? I'm just, <laughs> I'm not making eye contact, but I'm just making sure everyone knows. Cont- check your ESPN mail to get your prize. You will receive it. Brother Anth was going to be your fucking nickname on the thing if we weren't, if you didn't take K-pop. <sighs> Fuck. Well, I guess it's K-pop and Brother Anth in studio today. <laughs> <laughs> Two fucking buddies. <laughs> Is K-pop? You better th- hold on. It's good shit. Saw them open for the White Stripes, or actually blew Jack, the White Stripes away. Jack White solo, blew them away. No, they were they were good, but no one's gonna blow away my Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucking gayest thing I've ever heard. That's the gayest thing since last night's fucking ridiculously gay roast. You did a bad job hosting the Oscars, huh? Get it. All right, lots going on today. We're stopping wars. Uh, we're straightening out Johnny Football's life. I think Johnny, Fo- Johnny Football's life is straight as an arrow. I think he's doing exactly what he wants, and no one should fucking fuck with him. My nickname for him would be Johnny Foosball. That could be a career later in life. He just runs that circuit. What time is our guest stopping by today? Half hour. 
Is he in the building? Yes. Uh, Ron Livingston is going to be stopping by. You know him from Office, whatever it is. Office Space. Peter. He's Peter from Office Space. Were you doing the neighbor? Yeah. Hey, Peter, turn on channel <laughs> two. It's a breast exam. Love that fucking guy. This is one of those movies that you find out most people have watched ten times, but it did not do well when it came out. Tanked horribly. Awful, awful. It, it was open, I think, for like maybe one or two weekends, and then it was out of the theaters. You know, Big Lebowski did not do as well in the theaters as you would expect since everybody in the country has told you they've watched it 15 times. And then those festivals going around, just constant Lebowski fests. A lot of Mike Judge movies seem to do that, like... Uh, what was it? Idiocracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody just constantly references that. Like, oh, that's totally what the country's turned into. It is true, now. though. Yeah, he's fucking. Well, I watched that fucking movie and felt sick. It's... I didn't even laugh once. Right from the beginning, they said smart people stopped having children, and smart people are stopping having children. That story came out like a month ago. Why would they have children? I don't know. Maybe like a buck fifty in theaters, and then briefly. Uh, it came out in one theater for one weekend in Texas. Yeah. That's the only place they because because they shit on Fox News, so Fox was like said, "Fuck you." We're only going to put it in one theater. Where did they put it in Austin? I don't even think it was in Austin. It was like some fucking out of the nowhere, middle of nowhere fucking theater. Jo- you can see Johnny Football's house from there. That's <laughs> how fucking bumfuck it was. Yeah, it was bad. Whatever. Fucking movie's awesome. Fox doesn't know what they're doing. They don't. Put me in charge. Murdoch is a fucking asshole. Don't go off into a rant. Just stay here as a person. Okay. Stay in this conversation. Okay, great. You know, we were talking about Ron Livingston. Ron Livingston. To take it to Murdoch, <laughs> this billionaire who's built a goddamn empire of news things all over the world and has done nothing but be successful. Mm-hmm. Fox News is the number one uh, news thing in this country. For you to run down this line <laughs> to somehow... They're not successful. Yeah. It's just ridiculous rambling talk. It's you panicking like no one else is talking. I got to keep going. There's no, there's no panic. You and Fez are on opposite sides of the spectrum. <laughs> where he doesn't talk and you can't stop yourself. And sometimes I'll see a panic in your eyes like, what am I saying? <laughs> oh, I'm, 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 I'm you're like Sometimes you're like, like a half an inch was just shouting out. Kill the Austrians. You know what I mean? Like, just something that's just going to be horrible. Hey, let's round them up. Let's get a posse together. Round them up into one neighborhood. Anyway, to get back to the initial place that we started before the ramble took place, Ron Livingston stopping by. He's going to be in the new season of Boardwalk Empire. It premieres this Sunday, 8 p.m. on HBO. I've seen the first two episodes. Boardwalk Empire is going to be pretty fucking crazy this year. That's very exciting. Does uh, Michael Shannon show up? Yeah, Michael Shannon is in Chicago still. All right. Uh, So he's going to be a big part of that Al Capone uh, line. There's going to be a lot of killing taking place. Jeffrey Wright's in the show this year playing a really bizarre character who's like a black doctor who runs the show business thing but is like oddly like a separatist who doesn't kind of think that black people and white people should mix really yeah black entertainment is like becoming the new hot entertainment thing okay so it's you know the cotton club comes up and chalky runs a, a club that's like the atlantic city version 
of the Cotton Club. It's going to be a very wild year. Shit, man. HBO coming back strong. Maybe that Jeffrey Wright's on to something. Hmm? You're fucking racist. Yeah, you're racist. What the fuck are you talking about? That's exactly how you fucking feel. You know my best friend is Earl. You've met Earl, right? He's a good dude. Yeah. He's in jury duty. Where the prosecution is like, uh, we want that guy off the jury. (laughs) Earl can never send anyone away unless they confused him. No, he. I think in the jury room, someone would be able to convince him to fucking put some dude to death. The last time <laughs> that what the, I had Earl on the air with us, whatever word I used, he used it in the next sentence. Those are good times. Anyway, Ron Livingston is going to be here today. It's also in The Conjuring this summer. That was a pretty big, big, big hit. hit. The Conjuring. And then, I don't know whether you guys saw this little uh, independent film called Drinking Buddies. No. But it could have been called The Chris Stanley Story. Oh, shit. I gotta watch it then. Yeah. Aren't they drinking micro-brews, though? Don't that's him. Go with He's a micro-brew guy. I, I only get small batch. It's from one batch from a guy in NBC, and he makes it himself. How was that? It was ridiculously good. It was fuck. I can't believe someone made that in their home. It's Rob from NBC. I don't know why you tried to put him on the air, though. <laughs> I was just excited. It was my birthday. He bolted out of here. <laughs> he was very upset, or at least shook up. I thought he had cramps. That's how fast he got out of here. Yeah, he was fucking gone. Hey, I fucking finished that We jug. forget that not everybody wants to talk on the air, though. Oh, Rose, like, grab a mic. Grab a mic. But some people, it's like a big deal, too. Jump on it, man. It's fun. Kimisabi. Yeah. Tonto. They don't realize that you could do what Chris Stanley does, go rambling down a fucking strange route, and then we'll just stop and restart the show. Oh. I'm, I'm going, I'm on, like, fucking Google Maps. That That's what, now you're going to get into a Google thing, Google Glasses. GPS. What the people at Google should be doing with their stocks. Selling it. Um, Cool. Uh, I'm going to give you some of the stuff that's on the iBang now. Some of the videos you want to check out on iBang Viral. My favorite is Give This Woman McNuggets. I don't know if you've seen her, Chris. No. But she loses her shit so bad. Because she doesn't get some McNuggets. Well, McNuggets are great, and they're on sale for five for twenty this past month. Five McNuggets for twenty bucks doesn't sound good. Five dollars for twenty McNuggets. Whoa! So it's not five for twenty; it's twenty for five. Oh yeah. Here we go. Holy shit! Let's just make a McNuggets in my hand. I don't want to hear it. It's by the way. Let me. It's ten thirty in the morning. Got her, ma'am. Oh my god! 
Facebook, bitch, y'all. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> What's going on? Is she like a fire out the fire or something? Dude, I have no idea. All right, we need to call the police. This is out of control. Holy shit! <laughs> I like when she just fucking figures out, wait, what am I doing? I just busted out the window. I better get the fuck out of here. It's got to be fucking dusted. Now, see, I can understand people who get up late and want to eat breakfast at like at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I don't understand people who want chicken before lunchtime. That's gross to me. It's kind of unnatural. Like if somebody got up and just started making themselves spaghetti in the morning. <laughs> Want some alfredo chicken alfredo? Like, what the fuck? I think the only way you can get around that if it's leftovers. <laughs> I don't think the and it's cold. I don't think you can get up and just start saying to yourself, um, I'm going to make some meatloaf. Anybody hungry? The uh, cereal and beef stroganoff. Can I get you some? Anybody? That's the weirdest thing. Breakfast can be eaten at any time. Dinner cannot. Really, you got to stick with pork products in the morning. With your bacon, ham. What about steak and eggs? Pork steak, maybe. I think if you work a man's job, you can have steak and eggs. I don't think an accountant should get up and start having steak and eggs in the morning. They don't need that much protein. I mean, they're pushing buttons here. What, you're on it again? We got another fucking new page in the pigskin pick'em pool. Ron Bangton for president 2016. Just got himself prize. Order that sound. It's very exciting. We put together this all this new production and music for the excitement level today. We're giving out prizes. Tell them what they won, Chris. They won John Hodgman's book. Signed. That's Mr. John Hodgman. You get signed. Hodgman. What's the next prize? The next prize is the George Thorogood CD Greatest Hit Sign by George Thorogood. Jeez, I would love this one. Is that why we're playing Thorogood now? It's a prize gangbang. Oh. No. Not like, you know, in a good way. Don't. I don't think so. <laughs> so what, tell them what they have to do to win. So you go to the Interrobang, you can sign up for either one of the pools, the Pigskin Pick'em Pool or the Eliminator Pool. When your name shows up at the top of a brand new sign-up page, you win the prize. The prize up right uh, for grabs now is George Thorogood signed CD, George Thorogood's Greatest Hits. All you need to literally do is just sign up. And let's hear the big exciting sounder again. I can't wait for him to repeat When you hear that shit, you know you just won a prize. That's like a Gary P. That's like a Gary Price winner to me. I want something big and exciting with lasers. All right. Just exciting laser rock. All right. Uh, Z-Man sent me some new uh, ads that are going to be running on Sirius XM. I'm going to play them for you after the show. I know that he would, he sent them so I would play them during the show, but I'm not going to do that without the Rob approval. I can't wait. Um, I always catch his, you know, magazine pieces, e-magazine pieces. Here's uh, Nathan. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, I just, uh, 
I was watching that video uh, last night, and uh, I don't know if you guys caught it, but one part in the clip before she she goes uh, ape shit and starts beating the shit out of the window or or even yelling at anybody, she says she says, "Don't make me assume my ultimate form." She is correct about that. that. You don't want anybody to fucking piss you off so much that you assume your ultimate form. (laughs) Now, later, I guess she said that she was drinking. But you had to be drinking PCP. That this fucking crazy. She was screaming about Dragon Ball Z and going, Super Saiyan. That's not real. (laughs) (laughs) That bitch was high as fuck. All right, she wasn't drunk. You don't. <laughs> and by the way, she's taking on about three hundred and twenty pound guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like she is like. You ever have like a little dog who you're like, dude, I'm holding you back to keep you from being killed. <laughs> you're fucking trying to attack a, a German Shepherd. That's what she was. She, the worst thing that could happen to her is that she gets through that window and starts to actually fight this dude. Horrifying. This and he's trying to be such a gentleman with the ma'am, ma'am, before he starts yanking her hair. But, you know, they they say don't hit a woman, but this is a woman that needs to be fucked up. She needs to be put down. Like, like a polar bear. Yeah. Fuck, put a shotgun in her fucking mouth or douse her in gasoline, either or. <laughs> the kids are crying now. The kids are here for the class trip. They're crying? At this show? I mean, we're fucking burning polar bears alive. Can people get the irony in that? I mean, it's going to die anyway. That's what I'd be yelling about. It's a social statement. You don't get it, kids. Uh, Dennis Rodman on his way to North Korea as we speak. Hopefully Vice is with him again. I don't. I think he's bypassed Vice now. And he's just doing it on his own. Then that's real fringe. That means he's out in the fucking wild. Well, this is always weird. It's like, do you ever introduce two guys together, and then you're like, later, you, do you like you find out they went on a fishing trip, and you're like, I don't know, it seemed like I was at the center of this thing, I should have went fishing with you guys. That's how I think Vice feels right now. <laughs> but uh, the worm is just doing this because he found out he gets in the papers after he does it. Plus, he is accepted and loved there, if, you know, if that documentary was to be fucking believed. Everyone who went over there is going to be accepted and loved, because they might fucking have jelly bellies in their pocket. Mm. He says he's going to try to get some prisoner of war out to some American that's stuck. And he said if he's able to do that, he'll become the most powerful person in the world. Which, sometimes I worry he gets a little bit of a big head. He's talking like this lady at the fucking McDonald's (laughs) drive-in. He's he's, he's trying to go Super Saiyan. I'd go to his (laughs) ultimate form. He's bringing him a PlayStation 2, and they're all just going to be losing it. That'll be the most powerful computer in the country. (laughs) Shit, you wouldn't even need that. You just show up with one of those fucking speaking spells, and everybody be going fucking crazy. Do you have working light bulbs? Yeah, you could show up with anything, a transistor radio. You probably could show up in North Korea and tell them that you fucking wrote Benny the Jets, and everybody would fucking believe you. They're like, this guy's amazing. He sang this new song, Benny and the Jets. I'd love to go over there. I'd love to go over with a fucking sparkler and get made into a saint. (laughs) Pretty handout. That's a sketch to say their iPads. 
There's nothing like picking up pussy in a third world country. You go over with some fucking licorice and a pair of shoes, you're getting your asshole fucking eaten out by the whole family. <laughs> fucking dad is yelling at the daughter, eat that ass. It's for us. Oh this fucker's got a pair of shoes. With laces. Yeah. Honey. They're fucking wearing shoes like George Washington and Valley Forge. Got fucking newspapers wrapped around their toes. All right, I didn't even know this. That Israeli fucking uh, missile that got shot off this morning, the U.S. was also involved in that. Oh, no. I thought Congress was going to take care of this for us. What? You, you're kind of a peacenik, huh? I don't like fucking children getting gassed, but... Seems like you do. I don't. It's, it's fucking the worst. It's horrible. What's the? I don't understand why they're so mad at children getting gassed, but if their children is getting shot or blown up, they, hey, we're, we'll stay. Because gas is actually bad for... It can fucking hang around. It can get in the water supply. I think it's like technically like banned. Like a, it's like yeah. a worldwide agreement. So that's actually something they can get them on. Like it's you, like you across the world. We don't want anybody gassing people. Yeah. Bullets, yes, that's civilized. <laughs> like you can shoot a kid and be like, check out the Geneva fucking shit. It's right there. I'll shoot this kid right now. I was aiming for that beer bottle. I don't even know if that's true. But with gas... It's like the same thing that we do with Chris Stanley. Take it in the other room next to Pips. Exactly. Which is why I think Pips has a bad stomach. He can deal with it, okay? Uh, Michael, you're on the Run of Fest show. Ron, did yeah. you hear a report this past weekend that two-thirds of North Korean adults had tried meth? I didn't hear that. Yeah, look on the wire. Oh, I missed that story completely. That place is crazy. Yeah, but you got to do math because you don't have any food. So at least it makes you forget that you're not fucking hungry. It's like the really poor people, I think, in the northern version of North Korea, they're just losing it on meth and they can't get like... It's like not even good meth. Really shitty meth. Who knows what they're making Is there such of. a thing as good meth, though? Think have I you ever done meth before? Have not. You never feel like, boy, this is nice, clean meth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you never... Chemically. You never get that feeling. You're just gnawing through the inside of your mouth. Your stomach's fucking cramping. I was going to say I'm Breaking Bad, but that is a TV show. Fictional. That is true. That is a fictional program. Uh, are we staying on until Ron Livingston comes in? I want to try to... Figure out where I am scheduling-wise. Yeah, we can stay on until Ron comes in. Because I got Liz Sets Fire wants me to actually break early. Really? Uh, Sam was bringing up to me what a Liz Sets Fire fan he is. Oh, today. really? Yeah. Wasn't well, that good for Sam and Liz? Aren't they? If I friends? get to be PD of the station, yeah. and I've had two meetings so far, okay, it'll be good for Sam. Really? I got plans for him. What were your plans for Sam? I don't want to really get into the whole thing. I'd rather uh -huh. just... See, here's how I like to go. Yeah. A small change, uh -huh. like a 2% change, yeah. and look where we are six months from now, in a totally different direction. 
Okay. Okay. So it's just a tiny thing. Yeah. But there are going to be a lot more wrestling talk in all the shows. On all of them? Everything? Yeah. When Fez brought up the other day that people aren't interested in wrestling, I don't agree. I think they're very interested. I'm pretty much only interested in Stone Cold. I just want him to come back. Will there be any Stone Cold related content? Most of the talk that we're going to be doing on the shows, on across all the shows, yeah. are going to be cruiserweight. I'm not really going to get into the heavyweight stuff because I feel like that's been beat to death. A lot of cruiserweight talk. Yeah, but I mean, come on. These high flyers, they're fucking great and all, but you want... You want the fucking... See how this is going <laughs> oh right God. now? See? This is already working. This is what... I just know I can make a... I could be a good program director. How much? How many luchadors can I watch? And if I become a program director on this station, that leads me to where I really want to be. What's that? In finance. <laughs> and that's, that's the stepping stone. Really? The station. We're known for it. You go from programming and then more of the financial aspects. Like accounting and whatnot? I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not one to know finance. You ever notice this? No answer is good enough for you. You always <laughs> want more. <laughs> what, else, what else is there? A more specific, <laughs> a more fucking specific thing. Accounts payable or receivable? What I just want to know because, you know, there's a, there's a directory here and I have to find out where you're going to be at. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I just want you to point I'm just pointing out to you yeah. that it's difficult that I could never be <laughs> specific enough for you didn't if mean to come we off were, like that if we were doing a roast yeah. for you yeah. I'd open with that Yeah, I'd uh, attack your Yankees hat that oh you're wearing my, today it was great what are you talking yeah. about this is fucking fitted dude Ain't no one of those bullshit snapbacks. Snapback is where it is now, though. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck. I don't care for a snapback. I That's thought you were into the trucker hat ever since Aston Kutcher started doing it. <laughs> that was like ten years ago. Don't let's worry about who you are. <laughs> Listen, you're like a fucking North Korean meth head. <laughs> Just finding out Betty the Jets is fucking popping. What the fuck is this shit? The Samsung watches out there, yeah. which annoys me that they're just not calling it the Dick Tracy watch. Well, no, it's it's the 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 general thing is the smartwatch is now this is going to be the dawn of the of there was the smartphone there was you know, it was MP3 player smartphone now the smartwatch is going to be the thing that's going to be the it gadget to have. Right, but I want to point something out to you. Just because you wear it around your fucking wrist doesn't make it a watch. A watch is a certain purpose. This is going to be a small computer for your wrist. It's also attached to your um, phone. It's going to be synced up with your phone. Yeah. So how is it a watch? Because it's around the wrist? <laughs> it's just it's just a phone that doesn't call on your wrist. Uh, you just put up Winner. Winner. New winner. Do you understand how you have that, though? I, I made the text too big. Got a new winner. Nick Papa Giorgio, you are... Getting some fucking prizes. It's not just getting some prizes. You're getting one prize signed by the great George Thurgood, Lonesome George. Best of. The man who took one hit and a bunch of cover songs and turned it into a 35-year career, which, quite frankly, I find to be one of the most amazing things in rock and roll. He's the man. 
He's only written one song that was a hit. The rest are cover tunes from the 50s, and yet he's never stopped touring. That's a fantastic career to have. And Nick Papa Giorgio gets signed. George Thurgood. I thought he got signed to a label, the way you made it sound. <laughs> Go to the iBank, get signed up for the pigskin pick and pull, the eliminator pool. You could be a winner today when another page fills up with entries for either pool. The person who tops the next page gets a prize. Next prize on the line, DVD copy of The Losers, signed by Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh, that's fantastic. They say even the losers get lucky sometime. I heard that from Tom Petty. He's right. Do you mean you actually talk to Tom Petty? Like, for real. From the Heartbreakers, Tom Petty? <laughs> Gainesville's own Tom Petty. You talk to. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's Tom Petty. I didn't know he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame already. Yeah. I can't keep up with that Hall of Fame. It was impossible. 2002. Inducted. Oh, it's a decade in then. Did you uh, see this Conjuring uh, movie? Yeah. Give give me the inside then, because I don't I don't see horror films. This one was directed by James Wan. He's kind of the big horror director these days. He directed horror director horror. That's a porn director, all right, and that's <laughs> not in regular fucking theaters. I don't have one today. Sorry. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. I don't get this. Oh, this is fucking crazy. This has never happened before. No. The dad connection's been further and further away. Maybe that's it. I wish I could tell you what he told me about his dad. I've made a couple of <laughs> guesses. Yeah. Let me see if they got... All right, hold on. Right, let me just hear about what the Ron Livingston doing this movie. He plays the dad in it. He shows up right after bad stuff happens. It seems a lot like he'll drive up from work and hear a scream in the house and then come running in. It's never... Never had shown up at the right time. Dads never do. I think that's what they're trying to say, that this is a story about abuse. See, I think all horror movies that have little kids in it are really about abuse. Hmm. It's actually, I think part of it was about abuse in the past times. Yeah. Before the movie took place. I just think whenever a little kid, they see ghosts, that means they've been abused. They just don't know how to put it. And if you haven't figured that out, I hate to tell you, you've been abused. Oh I God. thought that was soap being put in my mouth, but I... No. God, no. No. And and remember, you didn't even curse before that happened. It's all coming back very quickly right now. Can't believe Col Poltergeist was about pedophilia. Yeah. I feel fucked up right now. Yeah, most of them are. That jinx. That James Wan guy, he's uh, he directed Insidious, which he and then the upcoming Insidious two, which the first half of That's Insidious. A great fucking title. The first half is uh, one of the best. You couldn't really do horror better than that. It's just a slow build with really creepy music, and mm -hmm. you never know really what's going to be jumping out at you next, which is pretty much what you really want 
from horror. It's not kind of what's scary, what's actually in the closet. It's what might come out of the closet jumping out at you. Which is really just a cock. Damn, this movie is hell. So many layers. Well, I mean, movies are supposed to be about something else. Yeah, but now I feel like a pedophile because I'm watching all these movies about pedophilia. It's like I have the woodsman on loop or something. I do not watch horror films if I can help it. Uh, by the way, I saw the. I was at the movies this weekend and I saw the preview for the new Carrie film. Oh, the re- a remake? Yeah, I think the girl's too pretty. Aww. They're using a little girl from Kickass. And I think that Carrie should be somewhat of like a don't fit in girl. But that would make sense, but they would never do that. They, I think they'd think that that's gonna, people won't want to go to it if it's not some hot chick. You're right about that. That's all they care about. Hot ass. Well, like this um, movie that Ron Livingston was in called... Uh, Drinking buddies, right? Yeah. He's with this blue collar chick that he's kind of breaking up with, but she's Olivia Wilde, right? <laughs> so they go to the so beach. So she's perfect looking. They go to the beach. She puts on a bikini, and yeah. you're like, no one would fucking break up with her, <laughs> no matter what a fucking asshole she was. You would at least stay with her until the body started to give out. That's Hollywood. It's just like a football player. He could be the biggest asshole in the world, but if he's still scoring TDs, they're going to keep TL. Yeah, if, yeah, if Ahern didn't get caught, he'd see be starting on fucking Sunday. Or if, if uh, yeah, if it, if it wasn't just so fucking crazy, for, if it was four homicides. And they knew he was a dusthead, actually. Uh, yeah, they knew he was a dusthead. They knew he was a dusthead, and they still didn't bring it up. Hope he was violent, knew there was fucking cover-ups up. Like, uh, the guy's fucking great, the two tight end set. It's, um, you know, I guess people, as long as there's success, you're going to put up with it. You're going to put up with people as long as they can make you money. Uh, Ron Livingston's going to be in the new season of Boardwalk Empire. So many big actors in that show now. From the beginning, it was gigantic. I really, I think my favorite storyline is the Al Capone all the time. Although I like the New York mobsters still when they come down. I um I actually missed the entire second season of Boardwalk Empire and had to catch up. I I I, I, I jumped from one to three. I don't know why I'm talking to you. I wasted some time here. No, I thought you were a. a as I call it, B person. Uh, I caught. Uh, I I catched up with season three, and now you catched up four. Yeah, I catched up. I was like, I need to catch up on my viewing. So and then now, you did catch up. I catched, caught up. I caught up. You went to college, right? Sadly, yes. Well, I was a couple. I was kicked out of one. That's sad. That is terrible, actually. I had such high plans for you. Oh, no. I thought you were going to get the family out of Astoria. Nope. Grail's the grave, Astoria. But one of the things about being in a family is feeling like you let them down. 
That's the most important part of family. Well, big check mark on that one. Do you really feel that way? If I actually let myself think about it, sure. Yeah. yeah. But I'm good just fucking pushing that right, right out of my Alcohol mind. helps with that. <laughs> Alcohol was very fucking helpful. Shit, now I don't have to fucking now I don't think about it. This is great. All right, now, do you notice that when I tried to talk to the kid here today about Ron Livingston and The Conjuring. Within two lines, he was in something called Insidious 2. Yeah, he actually didn't even bring up The Conjuring. He just brought up the director and then started... Brought- and then went into Insidious and then Insidious 2. And just... I'm, I'm wondering what happens with people's minds. They can't answer a question. I think he just wanted to talk about the director. He isn't... I don't know if he's even the biggest Ron Livingston fan. <laughs> Why would you say that? Him. A man is walking in. I love Ron Livingston. I know, but you would never bring that up. Like, you'd never see Letterman bringing out Tom Hanks going like this. I have a friend who doesn't like Tom Hanks at all, which is weird because I think he's great. That would be seen as a negative. Paul's been talking shit about Tom Hanks. (laughs) What you're doing is. Being considered unprofessional. All right. Then I, I did not mean that. hope that was dumped out on. But I'm just saying that there's something going on with you and Shelby right now. Yeah. Maybe it was a long party weekend. Oh, smoking the herb. Big time. How much herb you got left? You getting low? It's gotten kind of, um, it's getting kind of wild. The, a half. I have the half left. Out of two. There's a shake left from the first one, but you know I'm talking about Nug here. Would you like that hash though? Holy shit! Yeah, I haven't smoked hash in a long, Me long either. time, and it was a hash weekend on top of the fucking weed. No, you smoked that alone, or you share that with your friends? Uh, that I've just that's fucking personal stash. I mean, the rest of them getting a free ride every, every other fucking time. You know, fuck them. That's too much. They're getting. I hope they're at least buying beers. Yeah, I don't. You had them drink shot with beers? Yeah. Or, hey, listen, let's go out to the bar now, right? We're all fucking nice and big. <laughs> Drinks are on you. <laughs> Good. You should be living that kind of life, though. I'm trying, you know? I'm trying to fucking work this. But there should be some appreciation for you. There is. Because the worst thing about Leo, no. you didn't choose your friends. You let them choose you. And that's where <laughs> I think you made a mistake. There's nothing left, huh? I guess we're out of here. Come on. I'm, I'm starting to get suspicious here. This is why you're fucking coming over my apartment so much. There was uh, one kid in our neighborhood. He was the first kid to get, like, a fucking pool. Yeah. We, I didn't live in a big pool neighborhood. This fucker got a pool. We'd show up with his fucking house, basically just knocking on his door, and we'd be, like, in swimming stuff, flippers on our feet, <laughs> fucking mask. What do you want <laughs> And he was like, uh, what do you guys want to do? He'd always act like he didn't want to use the pool. Oh, come on. And he'd be like, I feel like I'm being used. I'm like, yeah, you're being used, but you still get to fucking hang out with us, don't you? Isn't that fun? You're fucking having a great time. You're getting fucking nicknames, you know? And why don't your mom go in there making some fucking lunch? Like fun treats for everybody. It was like a sandwich, right? And then his parents would come out and they would act like, you know, it seems like you only want to show up here to use this pool. Really? They called call the kids? Yeah, they called us. I mean, we'd just be sitting in the fucking pool. 
Those fucking parents just kept their mouths shut. Their kids having a social life. I mean, the first day there was a fucking frost. No one saw that fucker again <laughs> till June. <laughs> Pool's open today, buddy. Cool. See you later. Cock fuck. Was he a dick otherwise? He was just like a, like an ass dragon, fucking four eyed weirdo. <laughs> He was one of those overly big kids, so they even seem dumber. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, the worst thing you want for your kid is for him to be big and slow, <laughs> because it looks like just the dumbest thing in the world. Plenty. Yeah. So, like, when he's, like, 10, he looks like a stupid 16-year-old. Uh, That's the worst thing that you can do. Probably should fucking give the kids like anti growth hormones. I don't know what, what stunts growth, coffee. And in our neighborhood, he was considered like a rich kid. Like, he would not fucking play the role of a rich kid around actual rich people. But in our fucking neighborhood, he had money to burn. Was it an indoor uh, underground pool? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, then, yeah, they have that fucking cash if it's fucking in the ground. Yeah, but then I would move to Florida and everyone has one. It's not a lot of it's not a, not a lot of money. I mean, it's it's money, but it comes with the house, so you're fucking just throwing it in as part of the payment. All right, that seems fucking pretty good. Then it's a pretty good deal. But you know, if you live in a place where you only use a pool two or three months out of the year, it was tough for us to talk our dads in the you know fucking putting digging a fucking hole. Yeah. Well, that was the plot of uh, the beginning plot of Encino Man. They were digging a pool to throw a pool party. They found a caveman. Then later they were wheezing the juice. Yeah. And playing Radmobile. All right, let me just point this out. We worked last week, right? Yeah. Which felt like it should be the slowest fucking week of the year. Mm -hmm. Today feels even slower around here. Uh, it's because I think a lot of people took this week off because they get the free freebie day off on Monday instead of taking. Are you Wednesday. serious? I think some people do that, yeah. I think it's weird. I think it's a weird fucking thing to do. You're you're still getting, like, I'm still sending out emails. You'll get, like, oh, out of the office till September 10th, which would be next Monday. I got to get back to some people. I didn't even answer them last week. I can't fucking, I can't stand the fact you got to answer people. You know, like... I don't know. There are certain people, and you know who they are, who you you have to work the scheduling anyway. Mm -hmm. But they'll talk to me instead of you. I don't know. I'll you know who I'm talking about, right? Let me. Let me. Well, I have two guesses. All right. Yeah. Okay. There's also someone else that I've talked to you about too. Write that down. Yeah. After the show. Yeah. See? <laughs> this is why I hit my job. Sometimes I wonder if I'm just not too nice. You're a sweetheart. Don't let anyone tell you differently. Everyone says different things behind my back. Who? <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. This contest seems like it's overwhelming for Fest Ambunos. He's a little, um, I think he got confused on days of things, so that. 
Well, he didn't come up with it until twelve thirty last night. I said, I think you're going to, you know what I mean? Like all last week, you're quiet mm-hmm. when we said we were having meetings about things, and then you want to put this together, and he's got no sound, he's got no things. Well, regardless or irregardless, people are getting prizes. Fucking to get. Oh yeah, prizes are nice. I love prizes. Hey, you're you're winning prizes for a chance to win ridiculously good prizes: an AP ball and a Ray Rice ball. Yeah, those for you. Yeah, I'd rather have signed George Thurgood than a fucking Ray Rice ball. Both are good, but you could just you, could you ever like- see Ray Rice play fucking quarterback? No. Let me ask you this: You think Ray Rice is going to be around thirty-five years? Depends how many concussions he gets. I mean, I can't tell yet. He looked like a baby when he came in here, didn't he? Yeah, actually, AP, I thought, looked fucking really young, too. AP looked incredibly young, and not as big as you would think. Hell no. Hell fucking no. The dudes he was with were towering over him. And weight-wise. Yeah. AP looks like he plays at about, what, 210? Yeah. Something, yeah. Uh, maybe 220, just because I'm sure he's just fucking literally just a block of muscle. Just everything solid. <laughs> yeah. But that guy can run through everyone on this fucking floor and just hurt them all. I honestly think the Pips could tackle AP. Now, wait. I didn't fucking finish oh, really? if he went in low at the ankles. Even then. Because you ain't running without your fucking legs, dude. I think Pips might just break, it, break his shoulder on his ankle. Pips is fucking really a good tackler, though. I worry about his internal organs. I mean, he might be able to take him down, but then Pips ain't getting up either. I mean, he's getting carted. His ass is getting carted off. The but see, that's the, that's the fucking thing about Pips that I admire. He does not worry about the pain aspect. He's not oh, here's another weird then. thing that's been happening in May. Uh, days and nights mixed up. Up all night, happy. Sleeping all day, happy. I need to start working like uh, a midnight shift. Third shifted up? Yeah. Put me on that skank shift. <laughs> I can't tell you how much I, I prefer sleeping when it's light out. It feels good. A deep sleep while the rest of the world works. I mean, you want to sleep during the daytime, you got to be a teacher. You know, you got to fucking hand out an assignment, then put on shades and lean back and take a fucking nap. I woke up at like 4 o'clock yesterday. It was fucking amazing. Was, That's nice. It was like, oh my God. The fucking day's over. I saw the world's end yesterday. How was it? I'll talk about it after Ron Livingston. Alright. It was getting giant laughs though. Yeah. In the room that I was in. But I was thinking about what G Baby had said about geek culture really being a lot smaller than people let on and just because people go to Comic Con doesn't make them actual geeks. Yeah. They're just, just the people that are fans. There's less of them, just they're loud as fuck. I guess they have a big presence on the internet. But a lot of people act like they're with those people, yet they're only with, with them for Iron Man. You know? Yeah. Or Guardians of the Galaxy, which is fucking coming out soon. Coming out soon? They've already shot it? I think they're almost done shooting it. So then once that's done, I mean, they turn these things out fucking crazy quick. I think Guardians of the Galaxy will be more like an X-Men big, not a fucking Iron Man, Spider-Man big. No one knows who the fuck they are. I don't know who they are. I'm sure the trailer will have shit blowing up and lots of cool shit to get people in there. But if the the fucking geek culture, their hardcore fan base is that small, 
they're going to have to work fucking real hard to get people to come into Guardians of the Galaxy. Because Iron Man was like a C-list fucking superhero. Before. You keep saying that, but it's not true. I, I fucking believe that. I think Andy from Cleveland is the one who's been shooting holes in that, that stuff. He was... It's, look, it's X-Men, Spider-Man, Captain America, Avengers. And Captain America's part of the Avengers. Those are the A-list Marvel characters. And it comes as a lot of characters. Not even talking all X-Men. Colossus is like fucking B-level. I don't even know what you're talking Right now, I feel like I'm talking to a little kid. <laughs> I felt like a little kid saying that. <laughs> I'm going to rank all the X-Men. Wolverine, number one. I know you went through the same thing with your Pokemon. <laughs> oh, Jigglypuff's the best. All right. Um, despite what you may be hearing, from Shelby, Ron Livingston is a fantastic uh, actor. Everybody loves Office Space. He's had a very, very big summer with Conjuring and Drinking Buddies. And now he's going to be on the new season of Boardwalk Empire. Premieres Sunday night at 9 o'clock on HBO. Let's bring in Mr. Ron Livingston. Ron Livingston is here with us. It really has been the summer of Ron Livingston. It's been a big <laughs> summer for you. you. Got The Conjuring, yeah. a big hit. You got this very cool independent film that I'm a major fan of called Drinking Buddies. Yeah, uh, which people could say on demand. And now we're here with uh, Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, that's right. But it's one of those things actually, where uh, you know you you think. Because you always feel like, oh, they must be making all those things now. Some of them, they just kind of came together. Some of them I did a while ago, and they're just now coming out. Uh, Conjuring we did a year and a half ago, and then they just uh, they delayed it because they, they were going to put it in February, you know, in that little horror film slot right. in February. And the studio, somebody over there has tremendous balls and, and thought, we're going to put this in the summer against, uh, you know, against all the action movies. And it paid off. So you never know how that's going to work out. Either. You never do, because a lot of times they, they, when they push it back like that, you feel like okay, they're shelving us. Right, it's got to be. It's got to be terrible. It must be a dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, but somebody over there, I think, um, just earned a big uh, earned a big bonus. Well, I'm also I I brought up uh, Drinking Buddies, which you can see on demand. I lo I really love the way that that film feels yeah. like life. That's one of my favorite movies that uh, that I've done in a long time. I Joe Swanberg, I think is a is a real filmmaker. Mm -hmm. He's an artist. He's got a you know, he's doing the kind of stuff. Uh, I don't know. It's I think it's kind of cutting edge forefront stuff, and it's a. Um, it's a romantic comedy that's like just different from what you're used to seeing in in romantic comedy, and it feels real. It is. That's the strange thing that now when we see a film that looks like life, yeah, and we're like, oh, I could know these people, or I've kind of slept walk through that myself. 
it almost looks strange to us because you keep thinking, well, where's the bag of diamonds? Right. Where's the alien neighbor? Where's the Harry Met Sally? Yeah. You know, like all the, you're so used to the kind of formula of the thing that when they kind of forego it, I, I, I think there's a weird thing. People don't trust audience that audiences like to be surprised. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's this thing of like, well, you can't make a movie unless it's based on an old board game or a Saturday morning cartoon, and the audience has to know exactly what it is, exactly what the popcorn's going to taste like. We have to know what's going to happen in Act 3, or they're not going to want to go and see it. And I don't, you know, it may be, it may be true in like a number of ticket sales way, but there's something that's really refreshing about going to a movie and sitting down and I don't know what's going to happen. Right. And you don't, they're not stereotypes. So you can't yeah. say, here's the good person. Here's the bad person. Right. Oh, there's the guy in the white hat. Yeah. He's being mean to the girl. So we know right. he's going to get his comeuppance in act three and let's just, let's just wait and see how. Yeah, and that is the thing, and even the pacing of this film. Now, you improvised a lot of it, right? We improvised all of it. Which is a a strange thing to do when you're not doing comedy. It's a strange animal, yeah. Yeah. It's a real real strange animal, but one of the things that it does, it really makes you look like a better actor than you are. (laughs) It's kind of a gimmick that makes you look really good, and and the the reason I say that is usually an actor's job is... You memorize the lines that are all written for you, and then you try to pretend like you don't have memorized lines and you're just trying to talk as things come up to you. Um, and then underneath that, what you're doing is you're trying to figure out, all right, well, what's the, what's the through line of what I'm trying to do or get, and how do I do And it's all this kind of work. You know, yeah. It's like work. This one, you just kind of cheat because you actually don't know what you're going to say. The only thing he would tell you is like, all right, you're going to come in here. She's going to uh, ask you for some dinner. and You're going to tell her about your day. She's going to tell her about yours. Um, she's going to give you – at some point, maybe she'll offer you a beer and you won't drink it. Mm-hmm. And then like those little pieces of behavior will do all the acting and the lines will uh, – it seems fresh and real because it is. You're just yeah. making. You're just doing what kind of you and I are doing right now. Is like, uh, I don't know. What do, What do I say next? Right. Exactly. <laughs> so it keeps you in the moment. Keeps you yeah. listening and paying attention to the other person. And the only thing you have to hang on to is the idea of like, well, what am I doing in this? Like, what is the thing that I I gotta, you know, try to get her to do something or whatever. You know? Well, when you're when you know, I go to theater in New York and the younger people. Mm-hmm. If they're improvising, yeah. we'll always knock over a table. They right. start so high. Yeah, you start screaming. Bidding. Yeah, sure. you're like, where does that go? Yeah, you know. But this is very, very low key. And I said that sleepwalking thing because uh, a lot of times I think we don't know why we're doing the things. No. You know, relationships we're in it because we already have been in it. You know. Yeah, there's a there's a thing that happens. And, and I think some of it is when you let everybody, when a writer writes a thing, uh, they can be a great writer, but they're really writing it from their experience. Mm-hmm. So you're getting one person's experience, one person's point of view, and maybe what they think someone else's point of view might be, and they'll you know make some characters. Uh, something with drinking, like Drinking Buddies, uh, you know, everybody's bringing their own experience. So like right. Olivia's had her relationships that have gone this way. Jake's have gone this way. Anna knows what she knows. I know what I know. And then, you know, Joe has just this knack for 
Because usually if you do something like that, it's a hot mess and it's great and it's a lot of fun, but you don't have a movie at the end of it. Mm -hmm. You have a whole bunch of footage that doesn't make any sense. You know, Joe, his particular gift is he can surf that wave and, and know as he's doing it, oh, this is going to work. I can cut this with that. And now we probably need a scene where they go for a hike. Right. You know? So, I mean, he's being able to pay attention to that while it's going on. He's kind of editing. He's editing in, it in his, his head. head. And I, that's a dangerous game that, uh, you know, I, it's, a, it's a dangerous game because it's next to impossible to do. I don't know many people that can do it. Yeah, because it's those little, a lot of times it's reaction shots that, and again, when you go back to the audience, we expect to see a certain rhythm to a yeah. film, uh-huh. you know, and that's why people will get disappointed if the guy and the girl don't go off together. The rhythm that we're used to seeing in the way that people talk on TV is not the rhythm that people uh, actually talk in real life and it's the reason why if you you can take the best cop show in the world and if you put it next to an episode of cops uh a hundred people out of a hundred are going to be able to go all right that's a tv show and that's people in real life because the the, it just has different it's got a different feel to it people act differently so uh this process and joe's gift is how do i get to that with actors you know uh, and now you're doing Boardwalk Empire, which you're all great heavyweight actors in this thing, and you're in a different decade. You got to be careful not to modernize anything yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, th- you know, th- I uh, like this cast is extraordinary. Yeah. Um, and you know, guys like uh, Bishemi and and Jeffrey Wright. You know, to be. Uh, you know, to even get to go play in that sandbox with those guys yeah. is, uh, I, I'm really honored to even be considered for that. Um, the, the period thing is, is, is tough and it's a little strange because, you know, I had a, it's a fine line to walk between the way that people actually sound. Like mm-hmm. if you listen to like radio in the twenties or, or just recordings of people, um, Language has changed a lot. So much, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. And if if we were all doing it, like it, it would kind of be unlistenable. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I don't. I, it would be. I say, no, it's all that. Lindbergh has landed, yeah. everybody. <laughs> Why do they talk that way? They they talked faster then when yeah. life was slower. You think they would have talked very slow? I don't know. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't know. The only thing I can think of is that I feel like the inter- the. Uh, uh, I'm gonna. Can I talk out my ass here? Because yeah. I'm gonna talk on my. I like talking on my ass. I feel like the uh, invention of the microphone um, changed the way that people were allowed to record music and changed the way that people were uh, allowed to communicate with each other. I think before the microphone, you know, if you were a singer, you had to be. You had to sing like an opera singer because mm-hmm. you had an orchestra or a band that you had to like blow over. You know, or you, or even if you were self, you're standing on a stage and you had to. And I feel like the microphone kind of allowed the crooners to come in, and then the you know, uh, and I think it's I think the same way with uh, I think a lot of it was radio. I think when people needed to communicate, they had to. It was big and it was loud and it had to carry. And uh, and there's something about there's just something about recorded sound that allowed everything to get a little more quieter and quieter and a little more intimate. And slow it all down and a slow lot. Slow it down, you know. 
it's um it's fascinating you know there, if you even in this city when you see people from the 70s yeah the the aggressiveness in the voice and how tough and how tough you and wasn't that long ago no you know but the, this this city has changed chicago has changed the same exact way yeah and people will allow like i don't know if people could go now back a few decades and live in in those cities if they had to i don't think they could pull it off yeah i don't know it's uh i mean i think people are malleable um but there's something about I, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's, it's always interesting to me if, if you think like every human being on Earth, if you give it like 125 years, none of us are here. Right. You know what I mean? So to me, it's surprising that anything stays the same, given that you've got like a, f- a completely fresh batch of humans every, every 125 years that they're not just completely making it all up. You know, like they may get tattoos and pierce different things, but... And the you know and the, the, the there's any the transition there's not yeah it's it's there's it's small little pieces but um, I kind of went to for the sound of it uh, I went to I kind of went to some 40s guys because that's about as far I I went to my grandfather and uh, the way that I remember him talking he was a, a salesman and you mm-hmm. know and he kind of had uh, you know he kind of had sort of a uh, a cadence to it and then he, he'd have his sales voice that he'd put on and then he'd have his like I'm telling a joke now voice <laughs> uh, and it you know and I, and uh, a little bit of guys like that and, and Jimmy Stewart I've always been a big Jimmy Stewart right. fan you know and he had because uh, my guy was Midwestern and, and but not Chicago so so you know, it wasn't Chicago Midwestern. It was like sort of more like, uh, you know, Jimmy Stewart was, uh, I think he was from Indiana and Johnny Carson was from Nebraska. So it was like a swallowed. Uh, All of it together. And yeah, just, yeah. kind of threw it together and then threw my grandpa on top of it and it's, came up with this weird. It's weird, weird too sound. that those guys all seem like they had to live with a philosophy back then too that you don't see people doing now. How do you mean? What in, in terms of philosophy? like a man's word is everything, yeah, and you yeah. know, like they had to carry certain things that they had to say. Here's who I am. Yeah, there was a code. Yeah, where now being in flux is the only way I think a human being chooses yeah, to. Live. I can see that. I mean, I I think there's still cult. There's parts of the you know parts of the world or the parts of the culture where people are are worried about their reputation or whatever. But no, it doesn't seem like you have to be as consistent as mm-hmm. uh, you know. It's like a post Oprah world, a post Phil Donahue, Doctor Phil world where uh, we all. You know, you're supposed to grow and change. Right. You know. And, and you're supposed to say, oh, I used to do this, and I broke yeah. through, and now look at me. I'm like, so much I re- better. I remember, uh, I remember, like, you know, being 25 or 26 and, and, you know, going home to Iowa, and people would go, say, wow, you know, you you moved to L.A., and you haven't changed at all. And it was a, it was like a, the hugest compliment they yeah. could give you. Now that's, that's kind of like a dirty... You know, right. That's a little bit of an insult. Like if you if you you know haven't changed at all, it's like you're emotionally stunted or something. Like you know, he's just he hasn't changed at all. He's the same guy he was when he was fifteen. <laughs> he hasn't changed at all. Yeah. Uh, your character. Uh, here's I'm going to give you the danger thing because I watched this. I watched the hell out of Boardwalk Empire. Gretchen Mall is <laughs> what a fucking disaster. Yeah. Everything she touches, you'll yeah. be lucky if you make it through the season alive. It's a little dangerous. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I you know I don't know if it's uh, 
getting shot by Nucky Thompson or, uh, you know, going home alone with, uh, with Jillian Darmody. It's, it's, they're both very uh, treacherous situations. Her storyline has been, like, really Greek. Yeah, kind of. You know what I mean? I mean, literally, with the with the, know, son the son and, and the incest thing, and and uh, it's it's been really big and 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 Greek like that. And I I think um I think part of the thing that you know uh, I get to get under the hood a little bit and and see we'll see a, a little bit of what makes uh, makes her tick, and uh, and I think they they thought it would be interesting to introduce her to put her in a room with a character that didn't know anything about her past. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, um, so what happens if she gets a fresh start with somebody that doesn't know anything about her? Um, you know, where will that go? You know, she's so amazing. Too, she's man. the best. She's yeah. the best. They said that to me actually, when we, and we very first talked to the, the job, they were like, listen, um, it's a great set. Everybody knows what they're doing. And Gretchen is the best. She's a doll. You're going to love working with her. And I was like, yeah, you know, they, what are you going to say? She's, right. you know, but they weren't lying at all. They were, uh, she's just, she's dynamite. She's a real sweetheart and just a, a you know, and a great actress to just a really joy to work with. Yeah, it's really it's always interesting with people that you can't understand how they do what they do. Yeah, but there's something about her. She changes the temperature in she a does. room. You know, uh, she came in here one day, and by the way, defended that character, which always makes me laugh about actors. Yeah, would not would not totally act well, like. Oh, I'm advocate. playing a psychopath. She's kind of got a point. She's like. I've killed two people on this show. <laughs> yeah, right. you know what I mean. Like I've killed two people. You know, he's killing somebody every week. I've yeah. killed two people on the show, and I'm the bad guy. You know? I think it's the way she does it, or the fact that you don't expect it. Yeah, from a beautiful woman. But yeah, I, I, uh, you know. Um, but it's fun to do this. So. I can't. I, I won't. Def I won't. Def I'll let her defend herself. Yeah. And, uh, but it's fun to do this role. It's fun oh, to be on that yeah, set. It's a blast. The um. You know, the production, I had this experience on Band of Brothers too. There's some mm. of them where you show up and you're like, all right, and I get my donuts and I get my coffee. And, and it's my job now to try to make this feel like it's a real thing. Sometimes you show up and you look around and you go, oh, there's 80 people in period wardrobe, period cars. They've built a boardwalk. There's the ocean. Um, it's done. It's like done for you. It's like what I imagined. You know, what I imagined acting would be like right. as a 12-year-old kid where they just pick you and transport you into a completely redesigned place. Um, and it's, uh, in a way, it takes, it takes a lot of the effort out of it, um, you know, because it's, it's like a lot of times you're like, all right, well, how am I going to walk? Uh, you know, what's the, how does this guy carry himself? If they build the clothes right, which they, they do, um, it does it for you. You can only walk. There's only one way to walk in those suits, you know, because they, they fit a certain way. Uh, your shoulders do a certain thing and, and you go, oh, I get it. This is why everybody in the 20s kind of looks like they're carrying themselves a certain way. It's because the collar, if you, if you slip right. down, then the collar pin sticks you in th the throat. So you have to hold your chin up. You know? And they would wear that to ball games. I mean, it's yeah. amazing it's when nuts. you see the f uh, that it was more formal then. Where yeah. now, I think it's um, uh, to me one of the most stunning thing is to see 
older guys dressed in uh, almost like toddlers, uh-huh. really comfortable clothes, sneakers. I'm like, I never remember my grandfather no. looking like that. No, there was the, I do remember the era of the tracksuit. There was a there was a, a while suit. when my grandma I remember would wear a tracksuit for yeah. uh, for about five or six years, and uh, that was kind of an odd yeah that was an odd piece. But before that, yeah, it was different. There was something about so clothes are always important to you before you find the character. It's almost do you build from outside in or uh, I kind of do. You know what? I sort of throw everything in the stew pot, mm-hmm. I, and some of that is just because. I've been doing this long enough where if I start with my ideas, I've used them all already. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't necessarily have any fresh ideas if I just if I just start from inside my head. So I'm I'm going to I like to try to uh y- you know, like I'll pick up a, a a frisbee that a dog has chewed up on the side of the road and I'll go, "Okay, well this is going in somehow. Like Roy Phillips is a chewed up dog frisbee. I don't know what that means. I don't know, but let's, but you let the subconscious do the I'm work. I'm gonna let the subconscious do the work. I'm gonna let the clothes do the work. Um, if the if the you know if the costume designer is good, if the hair people are good, uh, you're crazy to show up and try to tell them I want this, I want this, I want that. You let them do their thing. Um, I, I like to ask for a longer fitting for the first one. Cause if they put the, when they put the clothes on, I like to like just dance around in front of the mirror a little bit and you get a, you like, I leave there kind of knowing, Oh, now I know, I know what the guy, I know more about the guy than when I came in. And how much of you are you bringing to this? Is, is that also in the past? Well, there's always, there's always that, you know, you yeah. can't get away from that. Even if you think you're. You know, like I could be thinking, you know, Daniel Day Lewis is playing Abraham Lincoln, but who who the hell knows what Abraham Lincoln was like? So yeah. he's playing his his idea of it, you know, um, and in doing so, changes forever our idea of of mm-hmm. Abraham Lincoln. He went from you know, like in one year, Abraham Lincoln went from being the Hall of the Presidents Disney guy to having that that thin reedy voice, you know. Um, I think it's, you know. For me, a lot of it is how can I take the stuff that I'm working on that's happening with me right now in my life, how do I throw that in a, into the, how do I just make the part about that mm-hmm. in a way that's going to keep it interesting for me? And I don't have to, t- nobody has to know. I don't have to tell anybody about it because it always sounds pretentious when you're sitting on actor's studio going, well, you know, that day I was late to work and I realized this character is late in his life. You know, mm-hmm, yeah. just, you sound like a jackass talking about it, but there is something about it where uh, your number one job as an actor, honestly, is to drink the Kool-Aid. Um, to believe. To believe in the make-believe and to care. You have to care. So that's the trick is to find something to really really care about and when you're young it's easy to care about i just want everyone to think i'm a good actor Mm -hmm. and i want everyone to think i'm handsome and my hair looks good and you know you get you get past a certain age and you kind of realize oh shit if they don't if they don't think that already they're not going to think it and if they do i don't know how it really changes my life anyway so i gotta make it about something else. you also have that thing which i guess is a blessing and a curse where everyone thinks you're the office space guy yeah you know what i mean where you feel there's something about what you did in that that people feel like they know you well you start you know? to your body of work you know like you can't 
your face will change. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's a that's a fun thing about the gig too, is that you look different. You know, five years go by, ten years go by, so you are gonna have a different kind of energy to bring, a just a different, you know, look. But your body work follows you around. Like when Bill Murray appears on screen, people laugh. Yeah. He doesn't do anything, people laugh. So you you gotta work with that, you know? Um I uh you know that's um like I, I've said it before, but office space is the is the thing that you know when when I hit turbulence on the plane coming in for a landing, I'm like, ah, if it goes down, I hit office space. Yeah, office space. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, the new season of Boardwalk Empire premieres this Sunday at HBO nine o'clock. It's such an amazing cast, and it is a. There's so many storylines that you talk about trusting in the audience because you have to follow each one of these storylines. And even when I started off the season, I'm like, where did we even drop off last year? There's so much shit goes down. Rodden Livingston is joining the cast. Uh, Thanks so much for coming by, man. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Really fun. And I'll see you next time coming through. Yeah, thanks for the time. Why do I do just as you say? Why must I just give you away? Why do I sigh? Why do I try to forget? It must have been that something lovers call fate Kept on saying I have to wait I saw them all just couldn't fall to in bed It had to be you It had to be you I wandered around Finally found somebody who could make me the truth, could make me the truth. What a good dude, huh? I fucking love Ron Livingston even more now. Doesn't he seem like a guy that you might have known, like, I don't know, from the old neighborhood or something? There's something about him. He's familiar. He's very familiar. And know what's really weird? There's a guy in this building that works in NBC that looks exactly like him. No shit. I've tried to get pictures of him, but I can't. I haven't been able to yet. But no shit. He looks exactly like God. If we could have got the two of them to stand next to each other, I know. But there's nothing people hate more than saying, "Oh, he's a guy that looks just like you," because you're never going to find that person to be attractive. Come on, man! Guy from Office Space, Ron Livingston. He's awesome. No, I mean Ron Livingston looking at the other guy. This guy? No one. I don't think most people mind being compared with a famous person, but when you say to a famous person, "Hey, you look like that dude," you can see there's a turnoff. I I had never heard anyone say I need to try the clothes on. You know, most people talk about like doing physical research into that time period. You know, going through books and all. But him saying he puts the clothes on. And the clothes kind of tell him how to hold himself. It was very fucking weird and interesting. Yeah, I've always heard of people like like what he said he doesn't do, which is like dress the part and going to like an audition and getting it that way. Whereas he's like, no, let the let the professionals dress you. This was a very weird thing that I heard. Just Ron, this is our intern Shelby. He's our guest. I. I know that this thing will not leave because we did it with Molly and Andy Samberg fucking four months ago. Mm-hmm. This isn't uh, 
I want you to know something, Shelby. We're not here to make your life, you fucking strange kid. <laughs> you fucking leech. Ron Livingston, this is our intern, Shelby. This is the kid. And I'm meeting him. Why? Well, it's Shelby, Ron. Why? Classic Shelb. <laughs> fucking kid's great. That made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> All right, we got a break here. Yeah. Uh, we'll be uh, right back. So much more to talk about. Let's get into. Um, well, I know that there's bad pot going around. Yeah. Bad Molly. It's this going is, around. What am I gonna do with my weekends? And the racist Dunkin' Donut ad. Uh, right back. Run a fest show.
ticket home You, you ain't alone Just let me be your ticket home Alabama Shakes. Damn, that's a great band. Uh, is the artist of the day. That song, by the way, is also being used in this Matthew McConaughey AIDS movie, which a lot of people think it's his ticket to Oscar. Good. He deserves it. McConaughey's the man. I mean, I haven't seen this movie, but I think his body of work says, McConaughey, you deserve an award. <sighs> that's a bold statement. Yeah. You've seen all the movies. <laughs> You're ready to get, and you haven't even seen this one. It sounds strong, though. I mean, look at the weight he lost. <laughs> people love to give an award to people who've lost weight. I mean, the guy looks fucking terrible. He, he actually had the what I call Shelby lesions on his face. Shelby, you've got a really strange nose thing on today. I don't know what it is either. It's concerned. <laughs> if this was the first day of school... You'd get bullied. You want us to lance it? I'm thinking about doing that myself. Self-lancing. They say that if you just have someone pee on it, it'll stop the poisoning. I tried that already. <laughs> Nothing works. Is that how it started? <laughs> <laughs> well, as usual, I was pissing on my own face. Oh. No one was pissing That's on him. my own face. I was getting pissed on. It's a big difference. Yeah, he's not a freak. <laughs> okay, sorry, Shelby. I apologize. Shelby's best friends with Ron Livingston, though. I heard the two of them get introduced to each other. That's really cool. Um, so much stuff going on. There's a great racist Dunkin' Donuts ad that blew up on them for their new charcoal donut. I think this is somewhere in the Far East. Yeah. They did not know that you couldn't use blackface. And that is some fucking deep blackface, too. But here's the deal. No one said that she was an African. They said she was charcoal. Yeah. But still, she's in blackface. That doesn't take away from the fact that she's in blackface. All right. But if you have a, let's say someone's playing a coal miner. Yeah. And you put black stuff on them. Mm -hmm. nope. Is that blackface? Can't do it. It's racist. No, because when they take the goggles off, you see the white underneath their eyes. It's not blackface. They're a miner. Is this, well, this woman doesn't have a pickaxe or okay. a fucking flashlight on her head. But she's playing uh, charcoal. Which, by the way, a charcoal donut sounds disgusting. I would not want it. But they've also painted big, giant pink lips on her, too. So you're saying charcoal doesn't have lips? No. It so if she would have had dark lips, she would have been fine with this. No, it's still blackface, but well, then this let's is not bring extra up, blackface. Then let's not bring up the pink lips if that's not the problem. The problem is you can never paint anyone black or white. No. No, white face is just as racist as blackface. I don't appreciate What about that. a mime? You don't get your feelings hurt when you see a mime. Well, that's because they're French, and they don't know any better. Mimes are not French. What? 
I would fuck up at all the money in the world that a mime is a fuck from France. I don't know where they're from, but Americans are also mimes. I, if I see a mime, I immediately think that's a Frenchman. Comes from ancient Greece. So You're cool. a fucking racist, dude. <laughs> You're gone because Marcel Marcel was the most famous mime ever, and he was French. But it doesn't mean that every mime is a French person. Well, that guy fucking took over the mime game to make it. I mean, I, I think a lot of people... I was, keep on playing those mime games. Dunkin' Donuts is a deep shit, though. This char- It wasn't worth them marketing a charcoal donut if it's going to fucking get them in trouble for... Racism, blackface. Why don't we just stick with our Bavarian cream? Your basic, it is delicious. Gla- your basic glaze. But I will say this: I call it a Boston cream. Yeah, Boston because I'm not Bavarian. racist against Bavarians. Uh, but you know, you get into the whole racism thing. Last night, race got brought up constantly. You saw Z's even got his feelings hurt a little bit with the number of. Indian jokes being done where he's actually saying uh, you know we're doing other stuff from South Carolina <laughs> yeah <laughs> and there's like 1 billion Indian people so it's not like hey that's weird that's a rare <laughs> thing that you don't see there's more Indian people than just about anything else so what what were the things that were attacked last night during the roast? You had, of course, the gay, which oh, yeah. doesn't get seen as anti-gay if you do it in a a kind of a pro-gay sex manner, which is still mocking it. But if you're like, hey, I was working his balls before he banged me in the ass, and everyone's <laughs> still laughing yeah. at the thought of gay sex, like that guy's hysterical. He's but they turned it a little bit. Yeah, but that's y- the loophole around it. If you involve yourself in it <laughs> and act like, oh, there was a passionate, you know, uh, ass fucking between me <laughs> and Seth Rogen, then oh. it's all okay. Yeah. That's the rule. But everyone's still laughing like we know this didn't happen <laughs> because it's a ridiculous thing for two men to do. Yeah. Uh, you can still do women jokes during that. Elderly jokes, but you saw the number one favorite thing last night was the fat joke. The fat joke to a guy who's lost 100 pounds. I mean, what more could he possibly do for your society's approval? Forever, that will follow him around because he, he started as the as a fat kid, as a fat guy. So that's that's all. It doesn't matter. He could be fucking ripped, just fucking, <laughs> just just. He could be on HGH. He's fucking juicing. I'm bettering myself. Really, fatty? Because it seems like you're trying to fill that hole. It used to go with food with drugs. Uh, uh, and Anne Hathaway took a few shots, and she wasn't there. Yeah. She could probably uh, misogyny. And then the Jewish stuff is you know okay as long as the Jews are saying it. Like, we're a bunch of Jews. This is great. We're Jewing this place up, aren't we, huh, <laughs> Jew buddies? Right? That was considered okay. But, uh, you know, we will never get away from stereotype jokes. That's just part of it. As much as you think, okay, we've moved on from that, it still exists. Especially, I guess because shock factor. Especially at a roast where they're just trying to fucking say the worst thing possible. The roast is the stupidest idea that's ever happened. It's huge. It lasts like fucking eight years. They've just blown the fuck up. But I mean, as it's not really a roast. 
It's not like a bunch of guys sitting around busting balls. These are pre-written jokes, not even by the people who are up there. And frankly, they get paid, right? The roastee gets paid, right? The roastee gets paid a lot of money. Because it's, like you said, one of the biggest things that they do. So it's really just like taking like a job that you know you're going to fucking be annoyed with, I guess. But even though, even though it's not real. Because maybe they'll, someone will get their feelings hurt. Some, every time something usually is said. Chevy Chase is the only one who really got his feelings hurt. Yeah. But last night was closer to a real roast because it was actually the guy's friends, not fucking seven hired assassins. Like the ones they did uh, with Pryor in the 70s where it's like the whole cast of his show with a big Sandra Bernhardt and the yeah. others where they were just, he would came up after and just lit them up, went that right down the row where they were all sitting right next to him. I've never seen it. It's great. You love a roast. I love those kind of roasts. Where but you don't like the news kind of roast. No, I mean... Roast like 2.0. William Shatner and Gene Simmons. I mean, I don't care about them, really. And then Lisa Lampanello will come up, and she's great, but then it's just like the same thing. Oh, you fuck a lot of black guys when we do this <laughs> for like five years. And then she gets married and then loses a lot of weight, and then it's like, oh, I guess we don't really need you anymore, do we? Oh, you feel like they didn't want her this time? No, I don't think she's been in the last couple. Oh, I didn't know that. I just thought that, that Sandberg's thing was so hysterical because hysterical it just showed that the roast thing itself is fucking hack. It's just dumb. We're going to go there and attack. Why? <laughs> to get him. Why are you going <laughs> to... make doesn't sure he, make sense. Make sure he fucking realizes how shitty he is. But that we love him. You're fucking shitty, but we hey, we got a lot of respect for you. We Don't. do. We love. You're love, true, every, love everything that you're doing. You're a true artist, James. Uh, there's a Keith Oberman versus Pete Prisco thing up on the iBang, uh, basically about this this guy saying that the the people who sued the NFL over the concussion stuff are stealing money. Yeah, their brains are soup, and their their gang went over. Right, that's that's the fucking thing. Didn't they know what they were going to do? I mean, just like a boxer who gets punched drunk, though. I'm just doing devil's advocate here. Back in the day, they probably didn't have as they didn't know as well. I mean, that they're fucking because these are all the older players, right? These are fucking guys from way back, and I'm sure some newer, younger guys too. So why did you bring up the older if it's some younger guys? Those older guys had no, I don't think, that they, they didn't know that their fucking, maybe their body was going to get destroyed. Maybe they fucking wouldn't be able to walk, but the brain going, I don't think these guys knew that was going to Concussions, happen. like, do you know how many guys that they had to say, look, you got to stop playing because of concussions, but they still wanted to play because that's their game? Yeah. But still, this they were making money for the NFL. So why shouldn't the NFL take care of them? Just take care of these poor old bastards that fucking built this giant multi-billion dollar fucking corporation. No, the guy can't remember his wife's name and he's shaking. He he got one over on the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed him, Pete Prisco. It's always weird that you see what I consider some of the baddest asses of the last 40 years. And now, you know, their wife has to fucking make them soup. And just fucking feed them soup while they sit there looking out the window. Some sad shit. Well, 
We still promote it because we've got our contest. We got the Eliminator Pool and the Big Skin Pick'em Pool. Sign up today at the Interbank and giving out prizes all during the show. If when we fill up another page of entries, you are the number one name, the top name at the beginning of the next page. And I got two more. For the Eliminator Prize, Daddy Doll. Daddy Doll, you have won. And for the Pig Skin Pick'em, Tearing Paul. Tearing Paul. Well, I'm sorry. What are the prizes now? Uh, Paul wins the Losers signed by Jeffrey Dean Morgan on DVD. And our next winner wins the book Space Chronicles signed by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Jesus, that's one I would love to promote it a little bit. All of a sudden, he won one in, the, in hindsight. I love to have that Neil deGrasse Tyson signed. This shit is getting hot and heavy. Is what I like to say. I like to say we go from no prices to giving out tons of prices without got, any promotion. We got prizes. And now listeners got prizes. So everyone's fucking winning. Prizes on prizes on prizes. Um, Mike, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ron. Uh, I think you guys remember Scott Brantley played for the Bucks. And sure. That I know Scott very well. Yeah, and... Uh, I can remember all the way back when he was a All-American linebacker for the Gators. He got concussion after concussion. I think he took about a half a season off. But then they finally find a doctor that'll say, hey, you're okay to play. They'll go to five doctors and say, don't play anymore. But they love the game so much, they want to get back out there. They find a doctor to give them a green light. Well, it's not that they just love the game so much. It's what they were trained to do their whole life. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing that they will ever do uh, as good as this one thing that they've been doing since they were a kid. There's nothing else. But there's also the NFL atmosphere that promotes not reporting your concussion. If If you think you're having problems, don't bring it up. Where the NFL now is uh, is all about, oh, we're going to get help for these guys. Here's your big check. Safety is our concern. But don't dare report it during training camp or you'll be out the door. That's not protecting somebody. Yeah, but it, you know with your team, you only get how many guys? 43? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. If you have injured guys, how are they supposed to carry those guys as a team? Well, it's it's also a thing of not getting them help for where it works. I know, but you'll go back to the initial thing. When you're looking at your team and you see that you've got injured guys, as a fan, do you go, hey, stay and keep those guys and we'll just have a a worse year? No, but there should be something else they can do with them, an injured reserve or something else to keep them on the squad. They need to change that rule so that if you get hurt playing their game... And you're not getting the treatment that you need when they're saying they're going to protect you. There should be another way to keep them on the team. But let's go back into this. With professional football, you are going to get hurt. You're going to have horrific uh, injuries. Head injuries, knee injuries, hip injuries, neck injuries, spine injuries. It's a game set up for injuries. The players know this, the coaches know this, and the fans know it. It's like no one is in the dark that this is a very strange game 
that people get hurt playing. It's just a true fact. You will get hurt playing this game. And there's that story with Pam Oliver over the weekend where she got hit in the head during that preseason game with a football and she kind of laughed it off. But then she revealed that she actually suffered a concussion from that and had to stay just in her house with all the lights off, blinds drawn for like five days. And it makes you wonder, okay, these players that get hit like even harder, just helmet to helmet hits, and then they're expected, you know, sometimes to go play the next week. You ever get a concussion before? Yeah, I think I have. I think everyone has. I remember this sitting in the dark thing that I keep hearing about. I though. sit in the dark for five days at a time anyway. <laughs> My brain's fine. I don't know what Pam always bitching about. Um, let's go over here to Lori. You're on the Run and Fez show. Lori. Hey, hey, honey. How are you? Um, what's, what's happening? Oh, nothing. Just driving on the freeway back to Syracuse. What can we and do for you? Yeah. Well, um, I was Pepper. I thought that mine were French too, because they wear berets. Well, I just thought they were French from fucking French films. Well, or, I just thought that's right too. Well, but um, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. And uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks, honey. Here's Tim in Pittsburgh. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, talking about the NFL being responsible, wouldn't the uh, collegiate level be responsible, too? So shouldn't the colleges uh, be paying some money to some of these former players? Uh, I would say 100% yes, because it seems like if you're worried about this, it can happen on any level in football. You can get your bell rung at every single level, even in high school. You get your fucking bell rung. You should go back and sue your old high school. But, like, yeah, where are you to decide... What was the reason for this? Because really, it's most of these guys, their heads get like this from doing it for years. It's not just one shot that you took. It's the series of shots. So, yeah, you should be able to go back and sue Purdue and Notre Dame and USC. Great. That's how you're saying. It'd be great. Um, here's Oscar in El Paso. You're on the Run Fez show. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah, I'm calling to correct Fezzy again. Uh, it's a 53-man roster in the NFL. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. My mistake. Are you? Fifty-three guys. And in the case of the Jets, four of them should be quarterback. But just sit down and look at the game of football sometimes. It is such a strange-looking game. Like, pretend that you were just seeing it for the first time, and you see these guys wearing pads and helmets and the object of the game. It is not a game that somebody would come up with now from scratch. You know, it took a long time of weirdness to get from... Even rugby, that makes a little bit of sense, to getting to football, which is really odd-looking. And the, the weirdest thing would be the starting and stopping, where most of it's stopping. Well, we're going to get rid of this in the game, where we're getting rid of the, uh, the huddles. And this starts Monday night at the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> Chip Kelly going to fucking tear up the world. 
Mm-hmm. Just all the little rules, like, oh, you can't touch this person this way, but you can this other way, and you can't Worst stand collars, here. Worst yeah. weird rule. Pass interference is just open for fucking debate every, every fucking way. Holding is open for debate. <laughs> it's a very strange game. When my grandfather first came to this country, someone took him to a football game. And he saw the shoulder pads and thought the guys were just built that way. That they were using deformed people out there to play. There's no excuse for that. <laughs> There's no excuse for that at all. Uh, the excuse is maybe the bottle. Oh, God, I thought you meant that was a penis because you were doing the... <laughs> oh, no, no that, that would be more like... I'm tilting the hand in this motion. That's drinking. Why do I know that you weren't with a guy with a swerved penis? Oh, God, I didn't even... Fuck, that didn't even fucking occur to me. Gotta watch out for those curve cocks. Always sit there. Um, here's Phil. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Yeah. I don't understand. You know, it seems like the million dollars they get paid to play the game in the first place is enough rest, uh, restitution. You know, if you go and borrow all your money, it'd be like if I worked on an oil rig and, you know, I got paid a certain amount of money and I got hurt. And then they, you know, and then after years and years, I ran out of money, and I went back to the oil rig and said, hey, man, you know, you know, it fucked up my eardrums, you know, when I was working on the oil rig or whatever. Yeah. I wouldn't get paid extra money. Yeah, guys you know, do that I, all the time. You find out there was asbestos, and you sue the league. People do all the time with factories exactly what these players did. You hung up. But Were they really making story. that much money in the 60s and 70s? Um, no, most of those guys were working off-season even. But even beyond that, uh, it doesn't take out for the fact of if somebody is held responsible for what happened to you at, uh, under any of those circumstances that you can sue them. I mean, the fact that the NFL paid off goes to show that they owe some responsibility. And I think this only comes down to $160,000 a person. Yeah. Which doesn't get you a lot of, A, you're not working anymore and can't work, and B, you probably don't have any insurance. Yeah, and that's fucking before taxes. So taxes will probably take half of that. So now you're looking at eighty grand. Uh I don't know if it would even be taxes or the lawyer that you know negotiated this deal. Uh, I heard that they were getting 160 apiece. I felt like that was take home, but I don't know. I can't tell you. They'll pay out again. They'll keep paying out. Uh, Mike, you're on the Run of Fest show. That's kind of a dumb comparison, the oil rig to football. Yeah, well... Because you know the rigs, they have they have safety gear. You don't get on without safety gear, and the NFL didn't have safety precautions for for the concussions. So anyway, the reason I called Ronnie is: do the people who who are in training camp do they get paid? The people who are trying to make the team. That's a very good question. I don't know how that works out if you're a walk on. I always wondered. All right, thanks. All right, peace. Because um, obviously. They don't have a deal when they show up. They must have to sign something. So I'm sure they throw them a little bit of cash while they're there. It's a, a weekly league minimum. I think that's what they'd get. I don't know. Probably similar to what the practice squad players make, maybe. Big money, then. <laughs> I know Hernandez's lawyers are suing uh, the Patriots for um, 
to give him cash owed him like he, they owe him like eighty grand for him showing up to like um, workouts that was in his contract. Well, then you got to pay him. <laughs> He's gonna get that money. You can't not pay someone because <laughs> they did something somewhere else. That shows what kind of organization the Patriots are trying to screw him out of eighty large. We have the next prize to announce for the next upcoming winner for signing up for the football pools. If your name goes to the top of the page, the next prize coming up, Superstar on DVD signed by Saturday Night Live's Molly Shannon. Um, Dave, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, I was just calling to let you know what I heard was all retired players don't get a piece of that money. They have to prove that they've had brain trauma over the last so many years and then that money would go to those players so everyone isn't getting money it's only the people who are hurt I appreciate it buddy uh, here's Matt in Ohio you're on the run of Fez show right me a big fan man hey uh, just want to let you know I work for an ad agency that uh, we actually have a client that <laughs> that uh, um, it's the US government that has to try to explain the US tourists people from other countries like what the nfl is yeah it's, it's pretty it's a challenging thing man well it is a you know it's like we're trying to move this product into other countries to let them know it's like everyone makes a big deal out of what our ratings are over here for the nfl but the premier league in england sells their products to a hundred other company. A hundred other countries will get Premier League games. Oh we're yeah. Not, the, we're not able uh, to do that with the NFL because they do not understand our wacky game. I know I, well the weirdest part about it is like the biggest co- the countries are like the soccer countries because I think it's a pretty easy transition from soccer to football. Like Brazil it's like massive there, but like England it's still pretty small. You would think they would be able to get it since rugby. But Brazil does like American football? Oh my god, dude! We we had a Facebook contest that had like three hundred thousand people in the first week entering. That's really Jesus. interesting. I hadn't heard that about uh, Brazil. I guess you never know where it'll catch on. There's an American Football Association of Brazil. Doesn't do anything to. I, I'm not saying anything about people saying they fucking love football. Their game is even slower. There, they have to keep stopping it to tell them, like, no, you can't kick it. Stop kicking it. No, they're not playing there. They're watching our football. <laughs> they don't just decide to start their own leagues. They probably could. I don't think so. I don't. See, I mean, I I watch them like kicking cans down there <laughs> instead of soccer balls. I don't know where they're going to get the equipment to start a football league. They're going to play with guns. It's that's what's going to happen. Uh. Gray is on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to thank Pepper. Earlier uh, in the summer, he had told me to place a bet on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in the CFL, and now they are number one in the Canadian Football League. Hey, like that shit, buddy. Huh? How about I get a piece of that Good once shit. the fucking cash is out? Why don't you, why don't you fucking bet? See, this, this is how it works. If I bet on it, it's going to fucking fail miserably, spectacularly. But if I don't bet on it, then it's fucking sky's the limit. So Rough Riders, that one's for you. Because I didn't put money on it. 
If I fucking start actually putting my own cash on it, it's fucking over. Your ego is immense. <laughs> that you honestly think yeah. that you're the center of the universe. Mm-hmm. And what you bet could change another league and another country's. Yeah. Yeah, I, they owe me now. It's true. I, if I fucking stay away from I called the Heat in five last year. I didn't put a dime on it. It fucking came in. Who, who the fuck saw that shit coming? Everyone. If you were a giant no, fucking five, team. They, they, they dropped uh, the first one. No one thought it was fucking going to be right. Wait, the only the only bets there are would be in four, five, six, or seven. <laughs> They're starting to worry about you. It's just, it's the fucking jinx thing. I'm a jinx. But the way you talk is the way people in insane asylums talk. Well, I'd fucking love to see them try to lock like me up. Like, they have thoughts and then things change. I'd love to see them try to pump me full of enough drugs to drag me in there. Um, Here's Perry in Texas. You're on the Ron Fed Show. Yeah, I work for the Dallas Cowboys, and we have a, uh, I work in the clothing line department. We have a few guys that actually go for the training camp or whatever, and they get paid during training camp anywhere from... 1000 to 2000 a week if they're not on the team. Just the guy that like stands behind the quarterback that you see on ESPN that holds the water, not doing shit, makes 1800 a week. And then he'll get cut? Yeah, he'll get cut. But, I mean, there's a lot of people that just get to stay around. And, you know, uh, just to, like a lot of people won't take that money just to stand around. They can be a part of the off, the off crew or whatever and just stand there and be on the practice every week. But a lot of people don't like to do that because they, they try to move on and get ready for the next season or whatever. I like to have that 1800 Yeah, you know, that's good for some people. But, hell, the, the warehouse we're making in, you know, we don't even make 500 bucks a week. And you see some of these off-training guys in there, you know, working with us. So you know that it's got to be tough for them when they're not working. No shit, that's got to be terrible. <laughs> you're either going to be rich or just fucking working like a person. Hey, I'm down here in Dallas. Love the show. Big fans of y'all. Uh, long-time listener. So have a good day, guys. Uh, how, how are the boys going to do this year? We're going to take it all. I have a good feeling about <laughs> it this year. We're going to take it all. They always do. Going great. And uh, it may be an old design, old logo, but I'm down here representing the boys. And when we get a Super Bowl, you know, it's going to be with Romo. That's who it's going to have to be with. So, oh, well. Tell Dave I love him. All, all right, Dave. buddy. <laughs> Don't stop believing. Ever. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen in the NFC East. I think anybody could just win it there. It's a dice roll. I mean, to to laugh at the Cowboys, I I think they got everybody shot as everybody else in that fucking division. Except Rumble's more of a fucking choke artist. He he won't be able to actually fucking get it done. Well, until he does that, he'll have to hear that shit that you just said. <laughs> you know, but it's true. You can't get beyond that fact until people see you do it. They will not believe that you can do it, except for if you happen to be Tebow. Then people will believe he can do it, even when they see him not doing it. And then fucking Eli is just an enigma. Who the fuck knows what's going to happen? They look. The Giants look like shit so far this fuck in the preseason. They, by the way, they look like shit. In the two years that they actually won until the end of the season. Seriously, they did not have great years that they went into those Super Bowls. They just got hot at the end of the season. A lot of people still don't believe in Flacco either. They just, There's eh, no reason not. to. Yeah. <laughs> if those guys got destroyed Thursday night, we wouldn't sit around calling it an upset. Thanks. Parody. We have a lot of parody in the league. It's great. Well, thankfully, Shanahan announced that RG3 will start week one. 
So that confusion's taken care of. Will he finish the game? <laughs> that's, that's the question. I just got a text from Ron Livingston wants to know if I can go out to lunch. Holy shit. Isn't that cool? That's fucking great. Can I come along? I don't have to say the table. I'll say another table. Like Let next me just year. check. All right. Nope. <sighs> Saran just shot me the fuck down, huh? Do you remember what? All right. What was the fucking woman's name that was with Ron from HBO? Carrie. Now you heard that whole conversation, right? So you say to me, uh, and Ron, this is Carrie. Fucking Ron Livingston looks at Chris. Hi, Carrie. <laughs> All very weird. I was like, my name is Carrie, Ron Livingston. That's what happens when there's more than one Ron in the room at the time. It used to be, though. A lot of shit used to pop in those days. Ah. (laughs) Time machine. The energy. Time machines don't exist. Try to make one. How do you know? I guess I don't. Hmm. You don't know a goddamn thing. I don't know about time travel. Looks like you washed your hair over the weekend, huh? I sure did. I miss the grease. <laughs> and boy, does it get greasy. I do miss the grease. <laughs> All right, Ron Livingston just wrote back. Who's your intern again, Shelby? I was in. I was in her. He fucking brings up Shelby, but not me, Carrie. Well, as you you, remember you me. don't get the the full intro that and this is our intern Shelby. That's true. I'm the liaison for <laughs> signings, I guess. Oh, the signings are going great today. The excitement level with this contest has just been killing me. Look, it's one after another, man. It's palpable. Yeah. Um, Jason wants to explain something to you, Peps. Good. Hey, Pepper, Jason in Kentucky. What's uh, up, dude? Legal judgments and settlements are not taxable. Oh, I didn't know that. Fuck. It's nice. So I, I'm not, uh, how many fucking people have I sued? I don't know shit. Did you turn around and call it 80? <laughs> Why do you make statements on the air that you don't know anything about? Look, I'm just, I'm throwing a fucking dart out there. I'm like, I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure shit gets taxed. It's about 50%. Entire state of Kentucky is laughing at us right now. God damn it. Fuck them. Or are they laughing with us? So what's the story with this bad Molly going around? It was the Electric Zoo Festival at Randall's Island over this long weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a three-day festival. By the third day, two people had overdosed, uh, dozens hospitalized, and then the uh, city of New York urged the, the festival guys, let's fucking not have this go on today. So they canceled the last day of the festival where the big acts were supposed to you know, end the whole thing. And then, uh, and they think it's Molly because the one the gr- one girl that died when she was brought to the hospital, she said, "I'm on six hits of Molly." And then, then she passed away. And then another college kid passed away too. And then they found a girl like raped underneath a car. A lot of bad stuff happened. But there are ODs at every f- festival that you hear about. There's an OD at the Gathering Juggles. There's ODs at Fish Festivals. There's, there's OD, People go to these festivals and they're doing a lot of fucking drugs. Yeah, but you just want to make sure that there's not some bad drug going around. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you don't want anything cut. If someone takes 15 pills, 
they're risking it, but you don't expect anyone to die from one pill. And because of all the hospitalizations on top of the two deaths, they're thinking that, yeah, there was some, some weird batch of molly that was either too hot or... See, that's the problem. problem. These things are being made by pharmaceutical companies. They're made by a couple of morons in a fucking garage. Yeah. So for you to act like, hey, people die at festivals, this happens. <laughs> you know, a lot of people let their kids go to festivals, so they're not as comfortable with you with the death count that takes place. Young Molly just went to a Disco Biscuit Festival. This could have been her. I don't like the idea of that. Uh, Ian wants to tell us a little bit about the Electric Zoo Festival. Hey, Ian. Hey, uh, yeah, I went on Friday, and uh, so yeah, these people died, two people died on a Saturday, and it was only four that got hospitalized, and uh, it was just too hot, they say, they got, it was so crowded on Saturday compared to Friday, and these people just couldn't get to, like, the water stations and stuff, and they just overheated and died. That's what Molly does to you, it'll fucking, it just dehydrates you so much, and then people are dancing, and they're just fucking whacked out. And yeah, they these really weak water cannons that like spraying people like power washers wasn't doing anything like they didn't have enough like cooling spots i guess mm. yeah, yeah i mean those rain machines molly is just their fault like they just took too much that's the problem with doing drugs i'm sure this chick or whatever this dude i've has eaten plenty of i don't know i'm gonna guess they're gonna have eaten plenty of molly before it's terrible. What are you basing that on? <laughs> They're at the fucking Electric Zoo Festival. Girl's like, I'm on six hits of Molly. Well, I'm sorry. I would hope you. that's not the first fucking time you're eating Molly if you fucking bang out six hits. Now, did that happen? Ever any of the things that you're stating? Yeah, she she said, I'm, I'm eating six. She said, I'm on six hits of Molly. When she, that's what she said to the parents. Not a, not a good move. No. Not a good move. Hey, I had a scared of fish show. I once ate way too much Molly. And then some e-pills. <laughs> and then some other things. Uh, Mike, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Uh, all this talk, first of all, I don't do that those crazy drugs. I just wouldn't be able to handle it. But all this talk about, like, canceling concerts and, like, trying to make excuses for people's own decisions in life. I mean, at Woodstock, they announced, hey, there's bad LSD going around, so be careful. And they probably weren't talking about those poisons. They're probably talking about people who were just selling LSD that didn't work. So, no, there was like bad. There was bad. The brown acid was bad. Um, yeah, but at the same, but at the same time, with this is going on now, it's like these people are like the concerts. Sure, they listen to crappy techno music where you have to be like near death to enjoy it, anyways. But it's like these people are taking the drugs. Like it's not. It's stupid music's fault or whatever. It's the people who are, it's, they make their own decisions. Yeah, it's but you say that, but, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you don't try to make it as safe as possible. Just like when people go to the beach, there will always be reptides at beach. There always will be people heading into the water who don't know how to handle the water. So you try to make it as safe as possible yeah, with lifeguards. Yeah, but how you make safe people taking drugs before they get there? Like, the, the, the beach, making the beach, if there's a shark in the water, you can't go in the water. Hey, the riptide's really bad, you can't go in the water. Like, you don't know if someone took a Tylenol-sized pill before they came and are going to die because they, they can't handle it. Yeah, that's exactly what you try to find out and try to make that as safe well, how as... how can you, though? You can't, you can't, you can't. 
No one said that this is ever going to be 100%, but you try to get the really bad drugs off the street. When the police find out that there's bad batches of heroin, they're fucking uh they're paying a lot more attention to when there's pure heroin that people are doing a lot more safely and his body starts showing up and there's also this organization called dance safe that shows up at all these festivals that um will test your drugs for you we'll sell you fucking uh kits to see how pure your pills are but what are they cutting it what are these impurities um it's really it's like seriously like mystery drugs it's it's mystery um uh in Drugs that are are they illegal for small small amounts of time? Like chemists make up, they'll say like the chemical compound for ecstasy is illegal. These a chemist will then make one that's just like one one cell off that will be illegal for like a month or two, and then they just they make it legally and then pump pills full of them. They called research chemicals. Wow, I didn't know this. Yeah, here's Alex. You're on the Fez. Funky house. Monkey. I want to fill you in on Guardians of the Galaxy. It's gonna be interesting. It's Got Iron Man in it, so you know if that's huge. So they're going to pump that definitely. But it's kind of all about like the different races of the galaxy that Earth doesn't know, and it could go a lot of places. It's got a lot of interesting characters, but you're right, it's not mainstream. And I'm with you too. Like at the end of Avengers, when it's got the little sneak preview, it wasn't anything that got me super excited, like you know the shield thing or anything. Is uh. So uh, Robert Downey Jr. is going to be in the movie. I didn't hear this. Uh, well, I don't know about that. I just know Iron Man is a character in the comic books. I started reading it once I heard about it, and uh, yeah, he's he's in the comics, so I would imagine they're going to use it as a crossover. Introduce a lot of new characters and then have them go on crazy space adventures, you know, the Disney bullshit, whatever. The thing is, is it's one of the things that threw off uh, Americans about the Green Lantern. When he started going into space, and they were seeing stuff, they were like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is craziness. Where'd this shit come from? Oh, it came from the comic books. That you claim you're a comic book geek, but now you're panicking at the thought of it. Must have missed these. Guardians of the Galaxy sounds like some group that would have been at that Electric Zoo Festival. <laughs> it's a really good one, because it's, it's an odd name, right? Yeah. yeah. I can't win. That's what he said the other day. Can anyone win with you? No. We're not playing that. All right, there's a, all right, I found out. There's a rumor that he's going to be in it because they, um, they, uh, there's an Iron Man toy for Guardians of the Galaxy. It got leaked. That's, that's the fucking rumor. He'll probably be in it for like five minutes just as a tease, like how Sam Jackson was in like every superhero movie leading up to the Avengers to kind of pull them all together. I still couldn't tell you what most of these movies are about. Even the ones I've seen. Uh, I got another winner for the pigskin pick'em. Oh, there's that sound there. Ron Bangton's appendix. Ron Bangton's appendix. This is twice that people have they've used my name and won today. <laughs> They're throwing Ron Bangton a lot of these names. Yeah. Congratulations. You pick up Superstar on DVD signed by Miss Molly Shannon. Now, if go to the Interrobang, get in on the Pick'em Pool or the Eliminator Pool, sign up today, and you have a chance to win when we fill up another page and your name goes to the top starting a new page, you will be a winner. And our next prize is CD copy of the album State, signed by Todd Rundgren.
Look who it is. It's my buddy, Jermaine Lassier. Hey, what's up, buddies? Hey, pal. I just I heard the guy talking about Guardians. I wanted to set the record straight because he is not correct about that. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is not in the movie. He only signed for two more Marvel movies, and that's Avengers 2 and Avengers 3. He's not going to be in a solo Iron Man movie again that we know of, and he's definitely not going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy, which comes out in next August, so it's like a year away. All right, so uh, Hicks incredibly once again came up with the rumor that wasn't true. Why, that Iron Man was in? I didn't bring that up. Yeah, you said that's the big rumor because of the toy. Yeah, that's that's on some blog. That's so how do you feel like you didn't bring it up? The, it was the caller who brought it up. I was trying to see what we was, we was talking about. You also said it's coming out soon. It's got a year. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, come on, I don't know. So, Pepper, you're just all over the place. You know what? He's still yeah. drunk. You're still drunk and high from the weekend. I'm sober. <laughs> Yeah, so I just wanted to make sure you guys had, had all your Marvel news straight. Jermaine, you still live in L.A.? Oh, yeah. I'm loving it. We're moving to a new place probably later this month. Who's way? Me and Jane. Oh, I didn't know she here. moved out there with you. Oh, yeah, yeah. She moved out in, like, uh, March. So uh, we've been in this old apartment. There's, like, four of us now, so I'm moving out. We're getting our own place. And does that make you uh, a lot more difficult for you to cheat on her? Yes, it, it makes it much more difficult for that to happen, but, you know, maybe maybe we'll settle down a little bit. What is she doing in L.A.? Directing? Look, looking for a job uh, in advertising, so everybody uh, has anything going on. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> will. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like the world then, Ron? I did. I did, but I really have to say, I while we're doing the world one on first view, I thought that the Seth Rogen world and thing was funnier. No, I, I agree with that. I think World End, though, I think it's just, I like it a lot. And I've seen it, like I said, I've seen it like three times already. And I think it improves once you sort of let the expectations go down. But it's almost like they were trying to make their own movie. They were trying so hard to make an Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg movie that it misses the mark here and there. Like, there's so many in-jokes, and the script is so much about like the first 10 minutes is all all about what happens in the last 10 minutes. And it's so sort of layered like that that it almost loses a little bit of the story. But I still, if you, if you see it again, it really like, yeah, I'm sure you'll wait till it comes on demand or whatever, but you, it'll sort of... Every Edgar Wright movie is like that, where you yeah. go, oh, wait, that speech that he made, that really ends up, that seems like it's ridiculous, that ends up what everybody ended up doing later. And he's got all kinds of those things. Yeah, this movie is even more so. Like, the entire first ten minutes is basically exactly what happens the rest of the movie. Uh, every single name of the bar tells you what's going to happen in that bar, if you think about it. Um, and there's all sorts of little in-jokes from the other movies, like where Shaun of the Dead was about zombie movies and Papa's about action movies. This is really about their movies. It's about those two. So, yeah, I, I really like it. I hope more people go to see it. It's doing well. It's not doing, you know, insane, but it's doing well. Um. Yeah, I, I always rewatch Edgar Wright movies anyway. Yeah. But the the broadness of the Seth Rogen uh jokes were really big. And this a lot of it, you know, like uh it's almost like when you watch extras with Ricky Gervais and you're like, I guess cuz I didn't grow up in England, I don't know exactly what that means. I know it's a joke, but I don't get the exact reference cuz it really isn't ours, you know. A lot of those reference points yeah, absolutely. They're actually re-releasing this at the end back in theaters this weekend, just so we can pump over like I think the two hundred million dollar mark. Wait, so, really? It's that big? 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, or maybe it's the one hundred million. I think it's two hundred. It's got to be two hundred. But yeah, because they did that this weekend with Star Trek and World War Z. They put them in theaters just to sort of make like these even numbers. And they're doing that this weekend with this at the end because so many other so there's not a lot of movies out there. This at the end made ninety six million. So. Oh wow! So there you go. So, so they're trying to cross a hundred million. No, it seems like shit though. hundred million less than you said. Yeah, you, now now you look now look who's wrong about stuff they said. I just Gee, I mean it, it, it was That's such a, everybody yeah, was talking look, yeah. about it. It was it made, you know, I figured it, I thought it made yeah, more. Wrong, than you that. were wrong. That's true. I was wrong, Pepper. It's like you with everything. Oh, give me a fucking break. <laughs> I told I thought it. that you guys I, were friends. I'm half right about most things. That's true. Um All right, G baby, good to talk to you, buddy. All right, you too, buddy. Peace. Bye. He's a good man. He's not giving me shit. He knows yeah. a lot about that Hollywood stuff. Shit should have asked him about Fifty Shades of Grey. That, what? <laughs> the, the book? The, oh, yeah. No, the movie. They, they cast it finally. And Who's everyone's in it? annoyed. Uh, well, Melanie, let me try to guess. Okay. Did they use that kid from Big Bang Theory? <laughs> no. Sheldon, Sheldon, no. He, <laughs> he's not Christian Grey. That's a mistake. Billionaire Playboy. That's a fucking huge mistake. Because <laughs> that kid's funny as shit. He's a go-getter. No, they used the guy from uh, Sons of Anarchy as Christian Grey. Charlie Hunnam. And then uh, Don Johnson, Millie Griffith's kid, Dakota Johnson, will be the girl he fucking... Let's take a look at her. All right. She's a pedigree. But this is not exactly big casting. People are fucking pissed. They everyone want like fucking uh Ryan Gosling. Yeah, well it costs money to get a Ryan Gosling. There's Dakota Johnson. Hope Don Johnson tried to see his daughter getting railed by some All bearded right, guy. Come on. That's Don fucking you know Miami what? Vice Johnson. It's fucking acting, and he knows that. He's been around that business. He knows she's not getting actually railed. I don't know. No. They turned the cameras off. Who knows what's going on? I know what's going on. Nothing. Do you think the whole crew is just watching them bang, and they're just <laughs> fucking jacking off to it? That's, uh, that's porn. Yeah, that's bukkake. All right, that is that is a terrible <laughs> Japanese tradition. That, that works. I didn't say the crew members <laughs> getting in on. Um, here's uh, Mark. You're on the Run of Fest show. Hey guys, uh, thanks for taking my call. It's my job. Um, I just wanted to say that uh, you know, with all these uh, Marvel movies and DC movies that they're going to be coming out with, I mean, it's getting kind of goofy. I mean, uh, you know, at first, you know, when they came out with X Men and, and and whatnot. I mean, the movies were kind of cool, but I think now they're just getting too cheesy. I mean, uh... They were cheesy they got, even uh, when you said they were cool. They were always cheesy. Look, these things are going to keep being put out as long as people go to them. When they stop go to them, they'll put something else out. This was a... A lot of the tent poles folded this year. And a lot of the old stars are in trouble. The Will Smiths, the Tom Cruises. Getting hammered. Uh, Tom Hanks is coming out with a really depressing-looking movie where a bunch of Africans take him prisoner out at sea. Pirates, modern-day pirate. Kathy Phillips is the name of it. Yeah. I was wishing he'd play it more like a Johnny Depp, you know, prancing around thing. No. These are Somalians. But you're having a tight time over there today, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's very tight. What's fucked you up? Um, Just uh, weirdness from today and... 
screwing some things up, and I'm just, you know, freaking out in my own head. Why? Just, uh, just worried and panicked. About what? I don't know. It started, like, yesterday, and then I haven't been able to turn And then today, this morning, got it worse, and I haven't been able to turn it uh, down at all to try to dial it down. You got that meeting after the show. That should help you. Yeah, that's... Yeah, it's not for some reason. Hmm. That make you feel better? No, no. He always he always expects bad news. You gotta expect the good, man. It's the whackness. Get that whackness out of you. The advice show. I fell into that. The advice show. <laughs> I got another winner for the Eliminator. At the top of the new page, Double Guns Hernandez. Double Guns Hernandez is the next big one. Double Guns, you just won the state on CD signed by Todd Rundgren. Congratulations. And keep signing up at the Interbank for the Pick'em and Eliminator pool. If you start a new page, your name ends up at the top of a brand new page of entries. We will give you a prize. And the next prize is the book Billy, signed by Billy Connolly. All right. In the middle of all those sentences, the next winner is going to be Billy Connolly's uh, book. That's a nice one. I'm a big fan of his. I don't mind saying so. He came up with Homo Quirsicle. How can we not all be fans? That know. was him, not him. <laughs> no, he did laugh at it, though. <laughs> he enjoyed it, but it was... Uh, he repeated it at the end of the laugh. It he was did? powder from yeah. Dexter. Did he go like this? Homo Quirsicle. Yeah, he does. He does. Homo Quirsicle. Oh, we're all together. <laughs> Digi. Um, what happened to you over the weekend? What was one of the big signs? Um, I was, like, having audio hallucinations over the weekend. That doesn't... (laughs) It was very, very strange. I just want to point this out to Shelby. Uh, I didn't do that. Now, two, the audio hallucinations. Did you check and see if your radio was on? Yes, I did. I checked to see if anything was on, if anything was happening outside the building. You were hearing voices. Well, yeah, well, not so much voices as just a really quick scream. Like right beside... Like someone being murdered? No, it was more like just a... Like that. Like if someone was like trying to sneak up behind you and scream real quick to make you jump. Are you sure you weren't farting? I'm sure I wasn't farting. There was no but you, lingering yeah, I mean, after Do you smell. mind if I just ask some of these things? A lot of times we like to get away from the obvious things. I mean, you act like it's normal that you hear ah! <laughs> in your fucking ear. Like, by showing us the sound, we'd all go, hey, we all, we all do that, Fez. We all get the X. So how long did that take place? Um, it happened a couple of times. It happened once this morning, too. Well, maybe when you start to kill to solve those voices and take them down, they must be fed, and they must be fed blood. I actually feel fortunate that right now it's just a scream and not an actual word saying kill or die or anything like that. Yet. Yeah, so far. 
Dave's young. That's true. Maybe whatever demons fucking invaded your brain is just trying to learn how to talk. So eventually it will <laughs> give you proper fucking direction. Yes, master. <laughs> yes, master. Who knows, by the time the show starts tomorrow, the streets could be running red with God knows whose blood. I think he was just hearing um, Mrs. Bluth, like when she would see Gene Parmesan. (laughs) (laughs) That was the strange scream that he was hearing. (laughs) Gene Parmesan's the best in the business. He's always hiding. And she gets just the biggest kick out of him. Yeah. Listen to see if this isn't what you would hear. Doing. He's American. Americano, eh? Just look at me. Gene Parmesan, how you doing? Gene, what the hell are you doing? You get the one thing that she's not there for. Here we go. Because I'm a private detective. Gene Parmesan, how are you doing? Ah, Gene! Oh, Gene! Is that what you heard? <laughs> Mine was a lot quicker, not as drawn out as her scream, as her squeal. How did you? How did yours go again? It was just. It was like right on, like next to my right ear and it was like a very quick (laughs) aren't audio uh, things like that isn't that what psychopaths would hear I mean yeah you did totally this is even beyond his normal kind of insanity I mean yeah I've had the inner voice where I've heard myself just call you know screaming inside my head this actually sounded outside my head it's what you want to hear isn't it like a guy behind you going Okay. <laughs> Not that quick. Okay. <laughs> Let's all have a laugh with the gayness of that. <laughs> we don't need to have a laugh about gayness. Well, we're having a laugh. It's fun, though. Mm. Well, we're all friends, so what are you going to do? Some of us hear voices. Just the way it goes. Oh, sick. Yeah. Uh-huh. Are you sure you weren't making these sounds and you just didn't realize it? I'm sure of it. Mm. Oh. Because <laughs> I wondered if something came across the computer, the TV wasn't on, it was Labor Day, there was no one working outside the building again. So is it like totally silent in your apartment all the time? No, not all the time, but at that time it's it was. <laughs> What? Silent except for the blood curdling screams. <laughs> Someone wrote, wow, Fez really is crazy. Yes. This <laughs> is insane. Um, Jamie, you're on the run of Fez show. Yeah, I just jumped in the car and caught the tail end of what Fez is talking about. I. I have the same thing if it's what I think it is. Fezzy, do you get it when you're like falling asleep or just waking up? Um, I th- yeah, it was yesterday morning, not long after I woke up. All right, look up, look up the, the term, the uh, the syndrome. It's called exploding head syndrome. Oh well, that doesn't sound like it's got a good end to it. It sounds much worse than it actually is. I have the same thing. It happens maybe like. Uh, twice a week, especially when I'm falling asleep or just waking up, I hear like a loud like crack in my head. That's just your or brain coming apart. Like, it could be. People have said so. Alright, we got a break here. We'll be right back. 
with more. It's the Ron Fest Show. weekend will be the last weekend without professional football for the next five months. Chris, you are happy we're not doing a league this year? Yeah, because last year, I literally had mood swings on Sundays or or into into Monday night of just, I mean, I lost constantly, so it was always down, never really going up in a mood swing. But maybe I'll just be able to enjoy a Sunday. So you feel better this year? At first, it was a shock. Yeah. But now, thinking back of all, all, all the bad times, all the bad energy, then, yeah, I, I'm feeling good. Because we're doing the league. Oh, come on. And not with you. <laughs> you know, I come to accept it, and then this fucking comes out of nowhere. We have. And the point was, from a lot of people in the league, it would be best for you not to be in it. You know what? Then fucking whatever. Then fucking have the league without me, then. I'm going to fucking start my own Thanks. league of fucking one. Fine. No, fuck it. <laughs> I hope you don't take this the wrong way. <laughs> no, I take it the wrong fucking way. It's not so much about you, but about your actions. It's, 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 People can't have fun around you, dude. I'm just telling you what they said. I have, yeah, I, so I have meltdowns. Football is back. I, now, I was watching the NFL channel, 10 greatest Super Bowls of all time. What would you say, greatest Super Bowl ever? Oh, Jesus Christ. Let's oh. go to Fez Watley first. Fez? Um, I'll say uh, Super Bowl three. That came in as number 10. That was the 10th greatest Super Bowl ever. It has to be fucking the, the Giants beating Patriots to end their undefeated season. That came in second. Oh. What Super Bowl beat the Giants versus the Patriots? That's the question. For you two sports nuts. It's not the blackout bowl, is it? Because that shouldn't be number one. And it would only be in that list for the fucking blackout. Not for the actual game itself. That's just a gimmick fucking choice. That would be more of, hey, what Super Bowl had the most blackouts? (laughs) (laughs) Was it Patriots beating the greatest show on turf? No, that was in the top ten. And what happened with that game, too, I think, is... The fact that people didn't know the Patriots were as great as they were. So at the time, that was considered a really big upset, not a changing of the guard. Was Cardinal Steelers in there? Cardinal Steelers is number one. That was number one! Fuck yeah! All right. Now, 
By the way, doesn't this start to sound like the greatest Super Bowls of the last seven years? That was the best ever. That's yeah, what they a picked. Pretty good ending. It's an amazing ending. You would think the thing that would hold it back was just the word the Cardinals. Because <laughs> you don't expect greatness and Cardinals to go together. Looks like Carson Palmer is leading the greatness of the fucking Arizona Cardinals. This no, Fez, you picked Super Bowl three with Joe Willie Namath, and that one, of course, changed football, but it wasn't necessarily a great game. Now, this came up in Jerry Barker's book, and I've actually been thinking about it a little bit, where Jerry makes the case that a great game does not mean mistake-free. As a matter of fact, you need mistakes to come back from in order to have a great game. I thought that was a very interesting point to make. Well, I think a freak play fucking just gets everyone nuts. Like in what was voter number two, that fucking helmet catch. That fucking wasn't really technically great. It was was lucky more than anything that the fucking guy didn't drop that thing. It was a fucking free crazy play, especially with fucking Eli almost fucking sacked. Eli had to get out of it, then he threw along, and there was a helmet catch. But you can't take that away by just calling it lucky, because then any great play would be, you know, lucky as well. Yeah, you're always lucky when you dive for a ball and you catch it. There's skill there, but yeah, there's also... You know, some amount of luck that plays in anything. Well, Super Bowl twenty-five. if you think of that one, the Giants and the Bills, that's all anyone remembers about it is the mistake and the Miss, field, the Miss Norwood field goal. But no one remembers all the mistakes before then. You know what I'm saying? Like, his point was, your point was, it's a mistake that you can't come back from, is the missed field goal. The, the point Jerry was making is your team needs to make some mistakes for you to come back and that creates heroism you know like the fact that you had the the catch the famous joe montana uh uh play which by the way a lot of people mistake and think they saw it in the super bowl and not the playoffs but your team really shouldn't be fucking trailing at that point to begin with but you need to trail to have the 85-yard fucking drive or whatever that turned out to be. That's why he's saying a mistake-free game does not necessarily mean a great game. That kind of game could even be, you know, somewhat boring. By the way, uh, Regis was talking about Jerry Barker's book on Friday. Oh, how shit. How much he's enjoying it. I bet, oh, I bet Regis is loving that. Or could be friends with Regis. Just talk to our Dame all day long. You would think that those two would hit it off. Because they're both domus. Oh, all the domus stick together. That's what the that's what the fans call themselves, domers. Well, that's what Rice was saying in here that day, Tony Rice. He right. brought up domers a couple times. And after a while it was starting to be like a little cultish to me. Got a little creepy. I like when Jerry Barker called me handsome that day. If only he could see me now. With that fucking thing on your nose. <laughs> Good God. Fucking rodeo nose. Anybody who can stay on that zit for three seconds should get a fucking frozen turkey to take home. I didn't even want to come in today. No, you shouldn't. You should have fucking wrapped it up and told everybody that you were fucking slashed on the subway. 
Can always wear a burka. <laughs> burka for barka. Yeah. Burka for barka. That should be like a little fucking cartoon that you start doing as Jerry Burka. It'll be be a a fucking person in a burka with with a Notre Dame print on it. This is so good. (laughs) This is going to be probably the best comic strip we've ever done. Oh, yeah. They'll be like, talking about, you know, it'll be topical, like the Muslim Brotherhood, like who they got, the BCS. It'll be great. I don't think they sell Notre Dame print burkas. We can make one. Hamas is looking good this season. Tell you that. You are a big Hamas fan. And here I am bringing everybody together over Syria. Hearing you guys talk this way. I won't get Ron Paul's vote. He definitely does not want to go in. No, he's all about closing the borders. Someone say he's a xenophobe. What's that? He's afraid of xylophones? He's afraid of um, anyone not from America. Like Afraid of alien peoples. That sounds too much like Bill the Butcher. <laughs> yeah, Bill the Butcher was a fucking. Did you xenophobe. not realize what you ripped up? There? Yeah, I, I, when I when my anger over a fucking basically apparently fucking sprouting up out of nowhere behind my fucking back, we have a weekender winner. Oh god, let's hear it. Best blackout story. This is Rev Mickey. He was at Woodstock 1999. It was Bush's set. He meets three chicks. Um, starts smoking. Drops some acid drinking um when everything zen starts playing the, he got up with the girls and then blacked out he comes to in a movie theater with one shirt one shoe on no shirt and a pair of panties uh he eventually found movie a movie theater where i don't know it just says in a movie theater that doesn't make sense uh, after the concert i got my film developed and had three pictures me and the three girls posing by the drum fire two of the three topless by my tent and me leaving some the same tent, giving the thumbs up, wearing the panties. <laughs> Woodstock '99 was a crazy time for everyone. And Rev Mickey, you're the winner of the weekender. You win shakes the clown, signed by Mr. Bobcat Goldthwait. I think the craziest person it was for was Kid Rock when he was surfing that fucking door around. <laughs> I think Kid Rock did that, and not that other shitty fucking man. Limp biscuit. Oh. One, of the, one of them was surfing on a fucking door. Unless maybe I was just high. Mm-hmm. I Is that the one that. that Voss was doing um, stage announcements for? Or was that 94? Not sure. D- they finally gave up on the Woodstocks. Yeah. They really wanted that to work really badly, yeah. which is why they banged out the second one so quickly. It was, it was f- fucking five years later. Come on. You mean the third one? The third one. Well, yeah. You forget about 69. Well, no, the, the thir- first, I'm not even associating these two with the first one. I mean, could you really? Sure, it's, it says Woodstock on the thing. Were there mud people at the original? Well, I guess there were probably mud people at the original. Mm, yeah, but just not on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. I want Fez to think that happened in his head. Mm-hmm. But he's... Yeah, Voss was at Woodstock 99. That just came in. Shelby's coming up with a plan on how you should be treated differently. <laughs> he doesn't think you're getting the respect you deserve. 
Well, especially not from the voices I'm hearing. Call back. I probably shouldn't have said call back, right? It's not my show. <laughs> Let's th- no, it is your show. It's b- this show belongs to you and your zit. <laughs> Let's work more on big uh, morning zoo laughs when someone says something. All right. All right, so try to say something that was funny now, Fuss. Um, all right. Uh, I got to think of something funny to say. Um, sorry, I'm already screwing up this thing. The line about cake. You want six rounds with cake. That's how I was di- That's how I became diabetic. I went six rounds with cake. But do like a new fresh funny line. What are you reading? I'm uh, trying to think of something funny to say something funny about. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm thinking. Sorry about that. Oh, no big. Anyway, we'll do it again some other time. Dr. Steve just texted me asking me about Nutramilk Hotel. What's he want to know? You ever play that airplane song from Nutramilk Hotel on your show? I love that fucking thing. Yeah, he stars out fucking, which is really odd. I don't know why you would censor yourself in text, Dr. Steve. <laughs> well, he knows he's being watched by the government. <laughs> fucking NSA is all so over So what do you shit. write? Fing or... He wrote F star 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 star. You got one, Fez? No, not yet. I want to just do it another time then. Uh, some guy came up with a theory that we're all from Mars. That the reason why there's life on this planet is some asteroid ar- arrived here from Mars. Yeah, uh, something crashing to Mars, shooting a piece of Mars that was an asteroid that landed on Earth that had the building blocks for life, or things that s- jump started life on this planet. Kind of like Prometheus. But how did it get here? How did it get to Mars? Apparently, Mars itself is rich in these two. Two types of uh, minerals. Really? Then how come I don't see a lot of life up there? Cause, I don't see any fucking trees there. Because they don't got the rest of our shit, because they're not close enough to the sun. But because we're closer to the sun, those those fucking elements were able to build life. Yeah, but I would think that we got it from a lot of different places. Like, I would think that you would need a recipe, including some kind of tiny little life, you know? Maybe some cellular life. They couldn't something travel in on an asteroid like that. Yeah, I think it's probably other stuff that traveled from other planets that we even know about. But they're saying that the final, the final thing that got life started was the, these Mars elements. Just text them back. So what? Right. Who cares? <laughs> so what? There's a star waiting. You're not texting that back over Nutramunk Hotel, are you? Yeah. That wasn't so what? Oh, he also then texted me, haha, this fucking phone is doing the censorship. I am against censorship, as you know. Well, I don't know. And then he got so what? Who cares? That doesn't matter. <laughs> that was for the other guy. No. 
No, New Chilwell Hotel will never be played. We're not far away from him sending us uh, the yearly pecan pie for Thanksgiving. It's exciting. A big pecan pie party. Or pecan. I don't like the way that sounds. A pecan. Pecan. I missed Thanksgiving dinner when Feds made it two years ago. That was nice. It's the last thing he's ever cooked. I made those horrible pizzas later on. Thanks for correcting me. (laughs) I do stand corrected. Fuck, I'm a dick and I ruined everything. Tonight, um, I'll be able to see Letterman for the first time in five weeks. Yep, and it's going to cost us two bucks a month. Everyone who pays your time more is going to get $2 charged so we can watch precious CBS. I got it. <laughs> Can't fucking win with these goddamn Time Warner CBS people. Everybody wins but us. I gotta figure out a way to bootleg cable. My cable bill is $6,900 a month. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> You're dropping seven grand on Time Warner? Mm-hmm. What could you possibly be watching? All kinds of shit. I mean, this is constant. Just, I get every pay per view that there is. <laughs> There's no reason to get every pay per view. <laughs> You have to be watching them all fucking around the clock. <laughs> <laughs> I get all the on-demand movies, every pay-per-view, anything you got, I want it. Did you get Al Jazeera America? That probably costs more now. I hope I get it. I saw that uh, that our government was spying on them. It's a huge surprise. Yeah, I found out they got new interns. <laughs> Uh, there's John Kerry trying to get some word out. And did you see this thing in the iBang who they said was at Burning Man? Yeah, General Wesley Clark was at oh. Burning Man. That's fucking weird. Some people, and then people are like, oh, that means fucking Burning Man jumped the fucking shark or whatever the fuck they want to say. You jumped the shark, not Burning Man. I think that's cool if General Wesley Clark goes to Burning Man. We don't know why he went. It's not like he's going to there to try to get people to join the military. Hell no. Taking a little time out for himself. It's a fucking big party. It's too fucking hot for me, though. Like, it's cold at night, though. They have their own Thunderdome. Too cold, though. <laughs> Look at freaking like a hoodie or a sweater. And then that Thunderdome is hysterical. <laughs> it's fucking sick, dude. A little dusty, though. Look at that dust. Oh, yeah, it's just constant dust storms. Nah, not for me. And it's close enough to Vegas that you really go and have a nice vacation. It's like 100 miles above Reno, I think. Isn't the fucking desert they picked out to do this in? I wish they'd do it with real swords, though. Oh, that'd be the best. They just leave the bodies out in the fucking desert. No one will care. Let the bodies hit the flow. Let the bodies hit the flow. Just force drifters to fight each other in the desert for our amusement. <laughs> Alright, Drifter. You get another 15 minutes before your next match. Um, you know what uh, preview looked really fucking funny when I was at the movies the other day and was what? getting major laughs? Is the Johnny Knoxville yeah. old man sketch. Really? I mean, people were screaming at that. There's this fucking really cute fat kid with him that starts cross-dressing. <laughs> and people were fucking howling. 
I know they have the, the ad campaign came out for it where he's like hanging out with Robin Thicke on a tour bus. That's nice. Yeah, I mean, who's hanging out with fucking Thicke? Uh, he was a Mason in Virginia. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, I was wondering if y'all ever heard about that interlocking festival. I'm going to it this weekend. Widespread Panic, John Fogarty sitting in together doing a whole set, man. It's going to be awesome. I don't know if y'all checked that out or not. We're going to be there, dude. Right outside Charlottesville, right below the Shenandoah Mountains. Mm-hmm. We're going to be there. I'm going to be pumping mad fucking Molly. I'm going to say this. Oh, is man. This is the electric yeah, I love shit. listening to you guys, man. It's you just literally it. said electric Jew. That's <laughs> 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 what he's doing. Well, no, because no, no, this is what happened. I was looking at the fucking trailer for uh, the Johnny Knoxville movie, and I was thinking, this guy, I guess, is an old Jew. So I had Jew stuck <laughs> in my head. So it just comes out in the next... Zoo, Jew. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Your explanation makes you seem more of a racist. <laughs> what, real? I thought I was going the opposite direction. I was trying to fucking you know, explain that I love all people. The Electric yeah. Jew Festival took place in the 40s, and we'll never forget it. I'll never forget. Never again, I like to say. Never. Well, sometimes. I say never again, but every once in a while. <laughs> genocide. This ain't rock and roll. This is genocide. I'm really disappointed I never got to do the big supportive hearty laugh. <laughs> I really just feel <laughs> fucking... I, I've actually been counting everyone else's jokes as we're waiting for that one. And by the way, I didn't give you guys any supportive laughs. And you turned on uh, Hicks for being a moron. What? No, I'm not a fucking moron. That's what he said. Well, then you're a fucking moron. I don't give a fuck if you're a fucking guest or not. I can't believe how good your fucking co- your comebacks are. Yeah, he's going to say I'm stupid. <laughs> you know what? He's fucking stupid. So that makes everything he says fucking total bullshit. Do you know a hat makes your head look bigger? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's I have a giant fucking head. Size 8 hat. And it's kind of tight. <laughs> put, put your hat on Shelby now. Look at that. <laughs> It's like you put a goddamn pot on his head. That lady from Cuba was using it as a life raft. You look like fucking Johnny Appleseed once he stuck that on your head. Look like the little, like, some kid with cancer that the baseball player comes over and puts his hat on his head. This one's for you, kid. Gee, thanks. Here, forget about your cancer. I'm going to hit a ball. Well, it doesn't do much for me. There's a lot of games, but I'm sick. This melanoma hurts. Oh, jeez. I didn't know he had skin cancer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, James, go ahead, buddy. Hey, Rod. Hey, uh, Fez. Hey, what's up? Uh, what can we do for you? Uh, I just want to call and tell you guys, I've been listening to your show for a couple of years. I love your show. It is good. It's, it's funny. You guys are classic. They beat Sturt's ass with a, a pole. You know, it doesn't have to be competitive. Everybody can all be on the same thing together. We can all be friends. I got two more winners. I got two more winners for eliminator. What are the two prizes? Fez? The two prizes... Well, first we have Billy signed... uh, The book Billy, signed by Billy Connolly. And then also we have Smokey and the Bandit on DVD, signed by Miss Sally Field. Mm. Big prizes. Jeremy1068, hope you're a Sally Field fan because you just fucking won. <laughs> and Freaky Cat4200, Billy Connolly's going your fucking way. 
Everybody's fucking winning, man. Well, listen, that's supportive. I can't believe the amount of prizes went out today with as little acclaim as possible. We got prizes. We can keep doing this. Just fucking... Man. We can keep this level of excitement going all week? Yeah. Yeah, we can. Look at this. Everyone's made contact on ESPN. Double Guns Hernandez. <laughs> Daddy Doll. Ron Banjo for President 2016. Freaky Cat 4200. Team Grippo. And Ron Baines' appendix. Fucking all of you are going to get fucking prizes. You can't even say my name properly, can you? Ron Baines. <laughs> That's terrible. I just I try, to say, I try to say it too fast. Ron Bennington. That's the correct way. But see, I sound crazy if I say it like that because I'm fucking speaking more slowly. What are you doing when you're booking something and you use my name? I, I speak slowly for Ron Bennington interviews. <laughs> What's your heavy emphasis on the Ben? You really gotta grab that one? I just have to I just have to fucking focus on one of the syllables. That's I how I I don't know. They want some guy to interview us in a Bennigan's <laughs> restaurant. I no, no! I, I said Ben and Dunn. It's never happened. Before. You put the emphasis on every syllable. I try to. No, you shouldn't. That's why I say sublime, sublime. It's sublime. This makes more sense to me. It's what do sublime. they call themselves? Sublime. But I call them sublime. <laughs> like Subway. It's sublime. <laughs> you put the accent on the wrong syllable. Constantly. Hmm. Here's... Uh, Harry in Nevada. Harry. Ronnie B., how yeah. you doing, man? Good, pal. So, yeah, I live up in Nevada, and all these burners are coming home from Burning Man, and they have all these art cars that are, I'm sure you guys know, they're all artsy and really cool-looking art. A lot of the shit is falling off, and these highway patrols are picking it up alongside the highway between Winnemucca and Elko, Nevada. It's crazy. So it's just like as they make this shit up, they can't keep it on as they travel. No. Just little well, pieces falling apart. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, they're not big pieces. Like this morning, there was this big, big, huge globe uh, made out of, I don't know, steel with a bunch of, I couldn't tell what it was. I was driving by, but then there's this other thing, like part of a castle-looking thing, and it was nuts. I'm working on something right now I call Freezing Man, and it's going to take place in the winter. That sounds fun. Uh, it'll be in the snowy area, yeah. and then we roll these freezing man separate balls, yeah. and it, put it one on top of the other, <laughs> and it's freezing man. Do you? But do you burn down the giant freezing man at the end? Melt it. It's kind of like Burning Man. I think Maria Bella went to Burning Man a couple years ago, and her and a friend constructed like some giant vagina sculpture, and. Got really weird with it. <laughs> She's so incredibly sexy. I'm not saying anything come off from Maria Bella Burning Man. You think this is just a lie? I think this fucking guy is just a liar. Remember how sexy she was the day she came in here? Oh, yeah, she's talking about Haiti. Yeah, we all just agreed to We were like, yeah, we gotta do something about Haiti. I fucking think about it all the time. We're gonna fix this. Trust me. <laughs> we're, God, we're booked a flight already. Be on the next bus out there. 
vociferous. We're out. Sure, porch this week. Tomorrow's Wednesday already. Uh-huh. Tomskis. Wednesday. Mm. Checking the car and the car won't go. Sitting with the big shoulders. Look at that giant fucking hat. Yeah, it's huge. This is as big as they sell them. Size 8. You look like you're under the dome over there. <laughs> I could house a small fucking civilization underneath this fucking thing. You probably do if you count fleas as being a civilization. <laughs> My hair is fucking clean. Really? Yeah. I see a lot of shit flying in and out. No, check this shit out. This looks fucking great. <laughs> Trust me. Hey, how about tonight you don't party? So we can get, you know, let's forget about today and get tomorrow's a reboot. Start the show. No partying tonight. Nice. Thanks. All right, kids. The NFL season starts this Thursday. Go to the iBang. Get in on the Eliminator Pool. Your chance to win a signed football signed by MVP Adrian Peterson and the Pigskin Pick'em. Chance to get a, win a football signed by Ray Rice, Super Bowl champion from the Ravens. All right. That's it. Anybody else got anything? Good to go. No joke, then? No, what, what, the stuff flying in and out of Chris's hair, you ought to call that haircut LaGuardia. Come on. Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. <laughs>